0: Don't forget my number. Great song,
1: Tom.
0: Ba ba He lost. Love is stronger than thunder. <laughs> Was this their biggest song? <laughs> 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 oh, girl, I'm gonna miss you. Did I okay too? Girl, I'm gonna miss you. Yeah. 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 All right. We ready? <laughs> go you and game, talk about
1: on Welcome to episode 7 of the Ian Plentercast, another sports podcast, I'm sure Peter Watch. I'm joined, as is weekly, by Fabian Guadagnolo,
0: buonasera ragazzi,
1: shout out to rubber. shout
0: out to rubber.
1: And back in the seat after a week of humanitarian missions abroad is Tim Davis. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, thanks for having me. Good to have been the cultural attaché to Denpasar.
1: What were you doing in How many Denpasar? How churches did you build? Yes.
0: No, I, I would like to Habitats claim... Habitats
1: for Christianity. Correct.
0: <laughs> I, look, I would love to claim something a whole lot more anthropological yeah. than what I've actually done. Uh, but it was a family holiday. Uh, and it was... Uh, a combined celebration of my wife and my wife's best friend's 40th birthday, and there ended up being 19 of us heading over to Nusadua.
1: Is that so, too many people? Be um, honest. Sean doesn't like crowds.
0: No. No, no we, Sean doesn't like people. We achieved a balance. Okay. Um, we ended up having um, three different locations where various people within the 19 were staying throughout okay. the 10 That's, nights. I like that. Um, which I, I think... We spent a hell of a lot of time together, which was great, but it also meant we were able to spend just enough time apart. And I think that's—I think you I, got I th- I think that was a secret with the waxing. So yeah, it was. Uh, I think you got to have a roster. You got waxed? No, I did
1: that prior. Oh, <laughs> Looked like Sean Connery in uh, <laughs> did you get your was it uh, Now that reference has gone right over my head. You haven't seen that? No, it's a terrible movie from uh, I want to say early eighties. I'm going to look it up now. It was at that phase of Sean Connery's career where he was really not judicious at all. He would take whatever was offered to him. Uh, Zardos, Has he done anything
0: decent apart? from... Nineteen
1: seventy four Zardos, the and, Bonds, um, Untouchables, oh, Hunt for Red October, Yeah, Untouchables, Hunt for Red October, The Rock, The Rock. So answer your own question. Yes. Yes. Oh,
0: okay. So a couple. He's not this acclaimed actor that everyone's making him out to be. He's pretty good. He's an accent. He was. He
1: was. I think what hurt um, hurt Sean was he was a bit of an arsehole.
0: Yeah. I wonder uh, what the name.
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it's a thing. But no, he was a real—he was just a prick. Like you watch Bonds, you watch uh, From Russia with Love, and um, there's a so. there's a scene in which he—I don't know if he shoots a helicopter down. Helicopter crashes, that requires then in the in the subsequent, the end of the scene him to just run up a hill. Yep. Back in the frame, it's a medium shot. Bond runs up a hill. The man has long hair. The double is just a dude from the crew. I don't even think he's wearing the same costume. Because Connery, if you watch those Bonds, he is the laziest actor. He doesn't do anything that requires him to be on location or moving. Does a lot of He real, just
0: combs his chest hair and acts,
1: looks pretty. acts from the frame up, usually stationary, and or in a, in a moving vehicle which he can film on the back lot. Very difficult to work with. Turn down um, Gandalf in Lord of the Rings.
0: Did he? Yeah. He'd have been a good Gandalf.
1: Uh, Yeah, maybe. He's He's a bit short. He said um, nothing that makeup prosthetics can't fix, but he did say uh, that he didn't get it. They wanted him to be Gandalf, and he goes, he goes, I don't get it. He read it, and I don't know what there's to get. They're going to give you a lot of money. You just turn up and read the lines. Never seen it. You know what movie he did instead? League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That no one got that.
0: I was gonna say not one of his finest hours. And he retired after it. You know, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you miss it out. I've Good. never seen Godfather. What Jesus. I've I've got the three box set that I got from my brother in law for Christmas one year. I've never the, set aside the it. The, the Francis time Ford
1: Coppola restorations?
0: Oh. Could be. They're amazing. I haven't watched them, I wouldn't know. Growing up, Channel Nine I was always on Channel Nine, but they weirdly did a like a splice chronological. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing. What's the
1: point? Yeah, they they cut recut the film chronologically. Yeah, that was a that was a thing. Maybe was basically one and two.
0: One and two put together into
1: maybe for twenty years, mid nineties. I'm trying to place it mm. in time, but they yeah they cut them up and and played them chronologically because people are stupid. Yeah, and yep. couldn't figure out that we're telling different stories across different eras. Um, you've never seen The Godfather? Wow,
0: I've never seen The Sound of Music. Which yeah. probably isn't a bad thing, but... No, uh, but, but, that's but my father-in-law's favourite movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a classic. Sound of music? Oh, Dave. You know what movie they used to play? You know what movie Channel 10 used to play all the time? Money Train.
0: Good movie. They used to play With, Money Train. Wesley Snipes? Woody and Harrison? Harrison? Jennifer Lopez? Jennifer Lopez.
1: They used to play Money Train. They obviously had the rights to it, and they would play it dead set every quarter. Well,
0: it's like Shawshank's
1: on five times a year. Nah, Shawshank's on not as lo- Shawshank is not on free-to-air television as much as people say. Feels like it is. Nah, it's 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 on like pay a fair bit because yeah. the sort of film that you see and you're just like, yep, I watch it. Don't it even doesn't care.
0: Ma- it doesn't matter what point you pick up Shawshank. No, it doesn't matter. You just continue to watch it. To the it's end. irrelevant.
1: Yeah. You just sit there and go, oh yeah, he's um, he's writing letters about the library. That's cool. You've never seen Godfather. Godfather. You need You've to seen, watch it. It's amazing. You know well, what? I I nev- to, I've never I seen
0: to. to the end of. Um, Wizard of Oz. Really? Fear when I was was when I was younger. Fear,
1: fear with the monkeys.
0: Uh, just no. Once they started to go down, I think once they reached Monken the castle Land? with 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 oh, Oz, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was all too freaky for me.
1: Had they fallen asleep in the, the flowers? In the poppies. I don't remember.
0: Didn't someone? Isn't there someone hidden in like the scarecrow scene? There's like someone in the background or something. Uh, yeah,
1: it's one of those. Sort of, it's probably is, you know, like three men and a baby, there's a ghost. That's
0: brilliant. First time yes, I saw that, that, first time I saw that eye full on shit a brick.
1: Like, that's not true.
0: Oh, I was at my car, yeah, I know. It's it's a cardboard <laughs> cut out of Ted Dancer. But, um,
1: <laughs> that's a, no, a ghost. That would haunt a lot <laughs> of people. I got
0: told to watch the scene and then I got told the story. And then when you see it, like, you can't unsee it. You yeah, can't unsee it. Sleepless nights. Nice. So, yeah. Moving on, is this a sports podcast?
1: Apparently. <laughs> um, we're going to start with, uh, with, of course, our, our great partners at MGA, who uh, did bring us last week's episode, MGA. Um, Fabian's pointing to the traffic transport waste, which is apparently their slogan, but
0: that's just, not true. It's
1: just what we do. Yeah. Do you do it well? Do it the best. Sometimes. we the best. The best, Jerry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, MGA, they've got the full support of the party room. And uh, they're here to help you out They've got uh, a lot of Bunnings on the goes Apparently Yeah, Bun- Bunnings is a client at the moment yep. Carl's Jr Moving on yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. So we'll start with AFL I've got a bone to pick This isn't so much a topic of discussion As it is just a general bone to pick The AFL do not own And therefore do not have a say Over tech. They don't own the MCG the MCG don't host only AFL matches. The MCG can use whatever ticket agency they want to. They have absolutely no say. Zero. So
0: what's no. the issue? I know people have blown up about Ticket Tech. I'm it's not It's entirely
1: Ticket Tech's fault. Entirely. What is? So they basically the system crashed, couldn't handle demand. So they put all four, sale, all four matches. Actually, I don't know if the SCG game was a Ticket Tech game, but particularly the two MCG games, which are always going to be sellouts, yep. they put them on sale at the same time. So the website traffic, over, overwhelmed it, site crash, people can't buy the tickets. Who runs their website, Optus? Uh, that was the joke, yeah. Optus are handling ticket tech. But um, the MCG, sorry, MCG are the the, ven- the venue. The venue select their ticketing agent. Correct. That's it. The AFL are a tenant. They have no say. They've got no ownership. They have no stake. They're a very, very important tenant. But all the people ringing up, um, oh, it's unacceptable. The AFL need to do this, need to do that. The AFL can do nothing. Mm. Nothing. So this nonsense. No, that's his thing. They. The Ticketmaster would have the same issue.
0: Um,
1: if, if not necessarily.
0: What selling a hundred thousand tickets?
1: Well, the issue they had, the main issue they had, was putting them all on sale at the one time. To stagger it.
0: Well, as you say, you usually end up staggering AFL members, MCC yep. members, which they club did do, members and all that sort of but stuff. But it's also but, the, the thing. I haven't bought tickets for a while, but is it the, the constant refresh hit yeah. that everyone's doing as well?
1: Yeah, that hurts. probably wouldn't help. They probably want. I think the idea is if you just log on and stay in the queue, which no one does, because everyone wants to get through immediately. To stay in the queue, you'll get your chance. One of the backdoor tips, actually, when I worked at uh, Carlton, if you're ever buying tickets for a really big event, uh, use Do your, tab- your phone. use your tablet or your phone.
0: I bought that? grand final tickets on yeah. my phone and got through in an instant. You, immediately. Because, the app, the app. because
1: everybody uses the desktop because they think we have got to use the desktop. It's going to be, just use your phone. It's the same thing. But nobody, the traffic through the, the traffic phone. The to nice to go to
0: Northland and, Northlands, Northlands and buy them in person.
1: Yeah, people still do that.
0: Where are ticket tech agencies? Can you businesses?
1: imagine the quality of human being manning the windows? So what have
0: they got? So you go to a ticket tech agency, they've just got a laptop. Basically, yeah. Accessing their own website anyway. Well, they would
1: have they would have access into the system directly, which is okay. Hardwired. Yeah, they're hardwired. It's like the Matrix. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just a bugbear of mine. People crapping on about ticketing and yeah. trying, to, trying to get the pound of flesh people, out of the AFL. People A-fils need to A-fils feel A-fils outraged. For. People
0: need to feel outraged.
1: And then you got people ringing up going, it's still not working. It's just, just mate.
0: <laughs> Do you love Sean's imitation of people?
1: <laughs> still not working. They're all- it's,
0: it's like the imitation my wife makes of me. I've got the deepest boorish voice. You just you've make ever people. You just make people sound, sound really. Like Kelly thinks I, I sound like Steve Kerrnehan when Kelly imitates me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so that's just the way you go down. You go. I tried to ring up and it's not working. I tried to log on and I can't get through. And who did that person barrack for? Out of interest, Richmond, Makes or sense. Collingwood, or uh, Melbourne, or Geelong.
0: Well, is this, so has this happened before or after the outrage of on the actual days, actual, the fixturing, the outrage around the fixturing and the days that the game afterwards?
1: Afterwards, obviously, yeah. It's a complete non-event. It's a complete non-event. The fixture is such because they want more people to watch it on television. It's really yeah, the end of it. Absolutely. The, and then that's the beginning and end of it.
0: If yeah. there was ever any question that the television audience is the be-all and end-all for the AFL... Um, There'll be three and, they, and a half million. They proved it. There'll be yeah, three and, and a half million people night. watching it yeah, on Thursday What night. I don't understand is this whole kids and school. Just oh, give
1: them the fucking day off. No, it's one day. It's bad luck. Bad luck. You're so, a child. Honestly, so you're so you're so it's okay. not
0: that important to you at that age. So
1: you're saying if Harvey's 12 years old... Night, mate. And we're playing night, a Thursday mate. night final, I'd, I'd be going, just have the day off. It's fucking school. It's primary school. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant.
0: Harvey wouldn't make it to quarter time. At
1: twelve thing. years old,
0: what time's the game starting? At twelve years old, yeah, seven forty. Yeah, you let them watch a half of football and they get go to go to bed. Oh, I don't man. have an issue with it. Carlton Richmond play Thursday night every single season. What about when you're sixteen years of age and you've still got school the next day? Oh, if You're the, sixteen the years off. of age and you can't stay up until ten thirty at night. Just have the day. I'd be going, Get a okay. life, but I want to go, Dad. I want to go. I want to be there. I want to see Ange Christo kick that goal on his left foot from outside fifty. In, Woof. The, oh, in that's the ninety-five prelim, in the ninety-five, that's still my favourite goal. Would of Fabian? All
1: time. Would you? Would you say sorry, mate? You're staying home. I'm going on my own. You worst, got it. Worst dad ever. You got. You got second. Been, you got second period French. You got to make sure you're at that.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. But I reckon this. But I got a half younger, day. I got a half day tomorrow. Generation. I don't care don't, you're going don't do too many. Events anyway.
1: What are you Bugger talking them. about? Bugger them. Like what? I've got no issue. Your kids miss out. Bad luck. You'll grow up. What events day. are they? What events are these children going to that preclude them from going to this? Because they're going to too many things.
0: No, but what,
1: else, mate? Your Van Halen concerts. Your I white snake. I went to a Van Halen concert eggs.
0: when I could afford to buy tickets myself. <laughs> Your Millie Vanilli. Do you think I said to my dad as a six-year-old, "Oh, I want to go to the qualifying final in 1987"? What about a twelve-year-old? Uh, no champ. Staying home with your mum while dad goes to the footy. What about a 12-year-old? No, oh, we have to bring the kids. What we about a 12-year-old? What about
1: him? Stay home. Can I go to the game, dad? No, no. fuck you.
0: No, number one, back in the day, uh, it was expensive. Finals tickets are expensive. It's still expensive. So you tell a kid, no, we can't afford it. I'm going, you stay home. When you get a job, oh, I can afford it.
1: You can't. Are you contributing anything no, to this I, little I, man?
0: I, I, just, I don't see this whole thing about, oh, the kids miss out. Bad luck. We're
1: bookmarking this.
0: We, when I grew up, If I can afford to take RV, I will. But if I can't afford to,
1: bad luck. We're bookmarking this. Bad luck.
0: The Davis household, uh, Dad was a VFL member. We had a family membership. So we had the option every single year in school holidays, September school holidays, we could either go to the show or we could go to a VFL final.
1: Involving Carlton?
0: Oh, just whenever. So through that, I was there for the 87 preliminary final when Jimmy Steins ran through the mark and Gary Buchanan got his 15-metre penalty yeah, and it's kicked awful. the goal yeah. that he couldn't couldn't yeah. kick. Yeah. Um, and one of the other ones I remember being at was the preliminary final in 89 when Geelong played Essendon. I don't know how many... How many did Ablett kick that... He didn't kick like 11, did he? Or he, he only kicked eight. But obviously that was the... That was the September mm. that he had the phenomenal form and just and obviously kicked nine mm. in the grand final, which obviously but your wasn't dad quite gave enough. you an an, ultim, not, not an ultimatum. Can an ultimatum. He, he gave you a, 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 a choice, choice, right? Yeah. Now, no, 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 though, no, mind These you. days, and I'm not getting on my high horse and bashing modern parenting, but it's take you to the finals and take you to the show and take you to the, school holidays. For me, was once you went once to the yeah. cinemas, yeah, but yeah. don't you once to... to the cinemas. These kids have everything. Bad luck, Thursday night. Sorry, champ. You sound
1: like you sound you sound like Harvey needs to find new parents, and Alexander for that matter.
0: I was going to say I do have. I've got two. You sound
1: you sound like these kids need to be taken by human protective services, child protective services. My kids everything, but what they want. (laughs) Everything but what they want to do. You want to go to the movies? Didn't say yes to you with
0: absolutely everything, mate.
1: Well, no. Well, if I wanted, if I said I'd like to go to the final... If something landed on a school
0: night, bad luck. No, I'd go. When they're playing the World Series, they don't say, oh shit, it's a Tuesday night, what about the kids who have got school? Bad luck. Did you go to the centenary game when Carlton played Collingwood? 92, no, I didn't go, I watched it. I was in grade five.
1: Were you not allowed to go? No, we just didn't go. Did you ask to go? No. Well, there's probably an issue. Tony probably sitting there thinking, the kid didn't ask.
0: Tony had work the next day too. We didn't go to centenary match. Plus, it was a salary. Probably working hard to get tickets. I, Dead Set... I remember watching that.
1: Dead Set, this is my... I would just sit there and go... I, Don't I love about the school.
0: song New Sensation to this day because of the fireworks at the centenary match. That you watched on television? That I watched yeah. on television.
1: Yeah. I didn't play that song at the ground. That was a broadcaster's choice. No, no they
0: played it at the ground too. I'm taking the piss. Um... It's... What's the point of what are you trying to get
1: at? I'm trying I'm to say
0: get over it. I'm no, I'm saying and you're saying oh let's let's put everything on a two o'clock on a Saturday so the kids
1: can go. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I think this is the way of the new world, and I totally think that this should be a portent to them playing the grand final at six o'clock at night. Why? Because it would be better for who? Everyone. Six o'clock at night. More people can watch it. The product's worth more. They sell it for more. The game's worth more.
0: I reckon you that's a, that's a dead. Dead time in the middle of nothing.
1: Yeah, no one's going to watch the grand final during prime time.
0: Nah, nah, nah. Fewer. Six o'clocks prime time? Nah, a few. Try 7.30 is prime
1: time. Mate, I would stage the game at 7.30 if they want. Not a problem in the world. I would have the game at 7.30.
0: Yeah, Super Bowl. Mm. Fireworks. NRL grand final. Having a... Having a Champions uh, League final. A half-time or pre-game mm. entertainment nothing, where you have not, a band not, playing and all that sort of stuff. Everything's better at night.
1: I'm not... Against, you know what, more I'm importantly, it looks better. Don't, don't. It looks better. It looks better on the telly.
0: You'll have the same people bitching and moaning at 7.30 what about the kids?
1: The Saturday night fab. Who
0: cares, mate?
1: Your kids got fucking school on a Sunday, do they? No, but kids don't stay awake till midnight, mate. Are your kids, kind of, are your kids fucking heroin addicts or something? They're fucking sleepy. They're drowsy at no, three in the afternoon.
0: I don't feed my kids sugar and coke and stuff and let them stay up playing video games they're just eating hours.
1: turkey all day no. or something they're just exhausted eight o'clock
0: mate it's milk and bedtime milk book and bed
1: oh, jesus i've got young children who's
0: four years old but when they're older if they're of age where they can stay up they stay up if not good
1: night are you one of those parents that like put the kids to oh bed on. at seven o'clock and then are scratching you know, and pulling you your, your, your hair out when they're awake at four
0: your little man was up during the carlton west coast final yeah, he was. He'd had an epileptic seizure that morning,
1: but... <laughs> So it's not ideal. Was he? Yeah. No, at my
0: place? No, no, I that was the I thought you were talking no no, okay. No, you're yeah, no, talking no. about a different game. I am so, talking about the one where Chris Yaron took about nine bounces. No no I, in I said the, the, the one final. Game. I said the final. Was that oh, when, was that that when that. Dennis right. Armfield
1: was shepherding him yes. and actually yes. Yes. outran the man oh, no. chasing him? Yes.
0: yes. We put him we put him to bed. So we had tea at my place. And we put him to bed in the spare room, blah blah blah. And he wanted to stay awake. Did you say yeah, mate? Stay up, watch the game. He said, "No, Torrance, time, for, time for your bedtime because he was younger." At How that old state. is he? It, it would have been young,
1: mate. But, I'm not saying it take i I'm not saying 10. take prep aged children to the game. No, but my point I'm is, Torrance wanted to watch the game. If you're ten years old, made a decision if not you are ten years, it. years it old, if you're ten years old, I'd be and you want to go to the game. I'd be like, yeah, it's cool. We'll go to the game. Don't worry about school tomorrow.
0: There's a lot of things I want to do when I was ten. You see what I was told? No,
1: mate. Is, no. is the kid's life going to be irreparably damaged by missing a day of fucking school?
0: Um, this is the problem. Kids want things and their parents buy them everything. If you can't afford it, it's no. It's There's no. a lot of
1: variables you're throwing in here. There's a variables, You just I, want to give
0: kids everything. Am I, That's why you're not a fucking parent. Am I
1: insolvent or something? I don't have the money. I don't have the time.
0: Sure, you just reminded me of one of my favourite favorite lines from one of my favourite movies. <laughs> what is it laid on me? A Few Good Men. Yeah. I, on, I watched that last night. Was that is a great night. movie. And there's the line where Tom Cruise is going off at Demi Moore and says, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. You weren't at law school the day they caught, let's taught <laughs> law. <laughs> That's the thing. You're so maybe up, you will miss something at school that you're day. you throwing up
1: all these variables that like are just ridiculous. This idea the kid, the kid... Okay, here's a scenario. The kid's 11 years old. Yes. You have the money, so you can't afford to go. The yep. kid says... Dad, we've been to every other game during the year. I'd love to go watch the team play a final. Are you sitting there putting your coat on going, no, fuck you, buddy, I'm going on my own? You walking out the door? Yeah. You heartless fuck. No,
0: nah, bad luck. After what we've been through the last few years. <laughs> no, look... I, well, I, see, they haven't been through that.
1: Why would you deny the child? Thank you. Why would you deny the child?
0: Because it's going to be too late. Circumstances don't permit bad luck. Oh, my God. My, my son asked me a question the other day that really scared me. I'm continually trying to sell the Carlton Football Club to him mm. and whenever he questions he doesn't question why do I bury for Carlton but, but <laughs> he's starting to piece together
1: he's, why do you put yourself why through this why do you this? put yourself
0: through this and I keep on telling him I said Carlton's won more premierships than anyone or rather we've won more grand finals we won That's equal true. number of premierships um, and he asked me a very very left of centre question the other day he said Who's won the second most premierships? And I reckon he's almost starting to say, well, for the reasons that you want me to barrack for Carlton, I might be able to barrack for somebody else. And I dared not tell him that Richmond were right up there because I reckon at the moment I said that, well, I reckon they're he's straight It It's Collingwood. It's Collingwood. They're on 15. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hawthorne but I think Richmond, Richmond have... with their win recently, has pushed them up to about 13, hasn't it? So I think they're... thought have got, what, 12? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, it was just one thing that scared me the other day, but...
1: You you see the thing doing the rounds about the kid whose parents are beating him and his grandparents are beating him and then they decide to give him to the Carlton Football Club because they're incapable of beating anyone. They do, they reskin this joke all the time. Melbourne had it Totally. Everyone has it. And you see to go, yeah, yeah, uh, It's like yeah, that dickhead joke yeah, about... Yeah. It's not bad. The first time you read uh, it, you go, the, yeah. The yeah.
0: biggest loser when um, series record on Foxtel. Yeah, I correct. I went to series record The Biggest Loser. And, all the Carlton's games. got all the Carlton's games.
1: You're like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's amusing. Yeah. It was amusing the first time of 10 years ago when we yeah. saw it. You go, yeah, it's yeah. clever. But I yeah. thought to myself... It's funny how what, that... Ancient, yeah. What's the
0: grand final marathon, The man? one thing that joke never accounts watching.
1: for is the... Yeah, they can't beat anyone, yeah. But what about the emotional distress that they're causing you?
0: Where where, where do we start this? Before you went off at me about not taking your, take no,
1: take. not taking your children to things they enjoy. Well, no, if it's inappropriate
0: for them, no. Bad luck. All
1: right. Okay. It's called being
0: a parent. You don't just give your kids okay. everything.
1: Okay, Scrooge. Okay, we'll move on. Dad, I
0: want a brand new pair of Reebok pumps. No, Fabian, we can't afford. You'll
1: them. wear the potato sacks with rope around them like a soldier too. Yeah, no, but with oh, sponges and salt. Honestly, songs.
0: honestly, it, it it breeds you. To be. You're taking
1: him to one thing. It's not like this litany of things. No, but you can be no, no. judicious up to that point.
0: No, no. All I'm saying to you, it's not everything you concede, or nothing. Won't concede this one thing. It's not everything if or nothing. It's inappropriate for him to go.
1: But why is it inappropriate? Because it's a school night and it's late. Oh, it's going to be topless women at the game. You shouldn't be there.
0: That's not inappropriate.
1: <laughs> you're losing <laughs> it's your gonna mind. He's going to be, it's gonna learn to be a man. Got to put no. some hair on his knuckles. You're fucking losing your mind, mate.
0: No, you're losing your mind. That you think everyone needs, we have to accommodate everyone. You can't, can't keep everybody happy all the time.
1: Yeah, especially your own children. Those are the ones you should keep unhappiest. No,
0: it's not about being unhappy.
1: I can't wait. I
0: wanted a pair of Jordans when I was in primary school.
1: No, how much were they? About three hundred dollars. They were three hundred dollars in when, like the early nineties.
0: Yeah, they yeah. were pretty expensive. Fucking expensive. Three hundred dollars.
1: they wouldn't be fucking three hundred dollars today, mate. A ticket to the finals would be what back in that day? What thirty bucks? Probably. 30 bucks? So you wanted a pair when of the shoes. Your average
0: household income was $25,000 short.
1: Yeah. $30 can, was. There's an enormous difference between you really love your footy, you've got a really good interest in this. Look, they're playing a big final. Fuck you, champ, you're not going. You can't draw a line between that and you wanting $300 pair of shoes, which are right, no, right, would roughly equate to no, $500 is, in today's I money. I got a
0: pair of shoes. I've got a good pair of shoes that were in the affordability range of my parents. You just can't give
1: I'm not, children
0: everything, right? I'm so not saying... Whether it be because of financial reason or reason of... It I'm may, not saying may the hypothetical the right child... Time.
1: I'm not saying the hypothetical child gets the $300 adjusted for inflation, the $500 Jordans, mm. and the $120 Category and A ticket. If you don't ticket. Think
0: Jordans cost $500 these days, you haven't bought a pair of Jordans. The
1: off-the-fucking-rack Jordans would not cost $500, the ones that you buy at Foot Locker. Surely.
0: You don't buy Jordans at Footlocker.
1: Oh, For fuck's sake. What are they? What are they, Jesus Christ?
0: Kelly bought me a pair of Jordans, right? Jordan 1s for my birthday 2 years ago, it cost her
1: $900. Oh my god. And here you are saying, "Sorry mate, it's inappropriate that we go to this game, it's going to cost me 40 bucks."
0: No, no, I'm not <sighs> talking about the cost, I'm talking about the time. It's totally appropriate it to spend time, It's totally it appropriate
1: cost. to spend $900 on a pair of shoes. Totally Move on. Totally Move appropriate.
0: On. You're a shit parent, Sean. Thank God you don't have any kids. Oh, I'm the
1: shit parent for wanting to go, yeah, well, you love the footy, you love it. Let's go watch them play a final.
0: Hey, Dad, all my friends are trying and, and crack. And oh, to mate, boot. do I'll get you some and you can, you can well, given spark you, up.
1: Well, given you're spending $900 on shoes, I can only fucking imagine your cocaine budget. It was
0: a uh, a present. That was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was a joint present. She got everybody to chip in and she got me a pair of
1: Wow, $900. Fucking dollars. Do you wear them?
0: Absolutely, don't want to get them dirty.
1: Jesus Christ! I want them to the office most days. The other chat in the AFL this week, of course, I'm well and truly sick and fucking tired of this. Priority picks. Oh yeah. You know what the media needs to do? This agenda, it is agenda. It's an agenda. It needs to end. If it wasn't Carlton, if it was an interstate club that was relatively inoffensive, there wouldn't be an issue. If it was just the Gold Coast, wouldn't be a problem. If it was just the fact Brisbane, that we're,
0: we're tied in with them.
1: Wouldn't be a problem. But the fact that
0: we're there, it's become an enormous problem. You know what people need to accept? And the reason the AFL haven't quashed this is because of Balkan. Yes.
1: But oh, the, totally. What the what AFL fans and those in the in the media need to accept, what they need to wrap their heads around, the AFL isn't equal. So this, this all this talk of equality, it's not equal. This isn't this is this is an equalization. The AFL isn't equal. So once you accept it, I've, the fixture. The fixture is not equal. Yep. The fact that you've got Nine teams in Melbourne playing in homogenised stadiums when you've got Geelong and you've got interstate teams playing... Geelong don't play 11, but you've got these teams playing upwards of 11 genuine home games is not equal. The fact that Geelong get a million dollars without breaking a sweat at every home game is not equal. The salary cap, Northern Academies, it's not equal. So when you stop plucking at this idea that everything, it's nothing is equal in the AFL.
0: They've tried to equal a lot of things... And when you look at certain things in isolation, you're going, "That's not bad mm. and And now that you know they realize that you know uh, Sydney was getting Tom Mitchell for pick 15 and getting Isaac Heaney for pick 15 and all that sort of stuff, they've eventually realized, no, we've got to be able to recognize relative value mm. and make sure you're giving up as close to uh, the appropriate value. Now that you're in the studio, last week Sean would have blown up because he had a go at Sydney getting Isaac Heaney and um, Callum Mills. Yeah, but and... They paid for Callum Mills. Right. But it's they, ridiculous. They, they paid what Callum Mills was worth. I don't think they did. I'm just saying, Sean blew up, but now that you're in the studio... But no,
1: what he said I don't disagree with. This idea that there was this, no one seems to give a shit that... The Sydney Swans make grand finals and finish top four and take kids out of the draft pool that are top three to five rated. No one, no which one, which other people wouldn't get access. No to one unless cares unless
0: you're giving a top five, top six no player cares. on your no list one, to be able to get in.
1: No one cares that the Sydney Swans. My years may be mixed up, but no one cares that the Sydney Swans play off in a grand final and then are able to pick. Like at Callum Mills, or, can, can, can I, can or I, Callum Mills, who would never well, no, have Franklin, gotten... They? But Breyer. those players would never have gotten to pick 16, 17, 18. I, I, no I, one cares. No, I, often, no, no I
0: often think left of centre. Yeah, know, particularly telling,
1: when it comes to giving your children memorable go, childhood I'll, experiences. I'll
0: raise my children the way I want to raise my children, with some morals. Right? And, you just, and no experience you, you that they raise, can look back on fondly. You raise a bunch of crackles when eventually you have some kids. All right. Um,
1: if... Guess what your birthday cake's made out of this year, Harvey? Sawdust. Enjoy it. If that's
0: what I can afford, that's what I can afford. They've got access via the academy to these players. So we bid at pick six on Tim Davis wow. from, from the Sydney academy. So Sydney then... Mature age. Going, no, pre- no. I know we needed to we add mature him.
1: age depth. but <laughs> We Jesus. want him.
0: And they get a 20% discount. My point is, it's... Having the ability to obtain Tim Davis, why are they getting a discount? Why aren't they paying twenty percent above what he's worth? Well, they, because I think if the you want they him, they should probably pay the pay the exact value. But... No, no. Why aren't you? You didn't earn the right to take Tim at pick six. You just won a grand final. But if you want Tim, and no other club can do this, the team who finished eighth. Can't go, we want him. No, no, because you don't have any exclusive rights to him. They're why aren't you paying? Why aren't you paying a premium? Because if he's worth it, and you've got pick... You've got haven't pick you haven't they premium? No, no, if you've got pick 18... You're right,
1: never, you're you're never right, getting him in an open draft. Right,
0: you should have to give up 20% extra to get him a pick six. I hear what you're saying, but the uh, the thing that you, you obviously forget is there'd been about four drafts in a row mm. where not a single player was drafted out of New South Wales. Similarly, there was a year there where Queensland did not have a single player drafted at all. Mm. And they're obviously trying to compete, the AFL, I mean, the a- AFL is trying to compete with uh, alternate codes and try and be relevant within their state. Oh. So in the end, they said, that vehicle to be able to allow this to happen is the Sydney Swans or the Greater Western Sydney Giants or, you know, insert your... Local team, yeah. So they say, at spe- the death of Victorian clubs, they're doing all of this. Yeah, no, but, that's what but, it is. But we're playing a national competition. Yeah, you know, a lot of interstate supporters would say this has. It's not the VFL. So at least here, we're we're saying Sydney Swans as an example. I know, I know, this pains you, Sydney Swans. You spend the money yep. to identify your talent, or identify your talent and then spend the money to curate those kids, and you might have twenty. They, I don't know how it works. Let's say they've got 25, 13-year-old kids and you sell to them. We'll be able to let you learn our game instead of playing rugby league or rugby union or whatever. And if you're good enough, when it comes time for you to be drafted, you can be drafted into your home state because of this, this option. And otherwise, all these other kids say, I'm going to play league with my mates. I'm going to play union with my mates. I'm going to be... Uh, a decathlete with my local athletic club, but here there's an opportunity to be able to farm genuine elite talent and keep them in their state, and that's the carrot to say, well, this is why I'm choosing Australian rules, and then all of a sudden the talented kids are playing AFL football. Do you think there's kids who support clubs in Victoria who have turned away from AFL because their clubs have been unsuccessful in the last 20 years? Say that again. Say that again. Have have fans? a Victorian fans say again,
1: fan?
0: From, say that again. Can you say that again? <laughs> that was da, Shout Darcy out to Dars. Shout that. out to shout Darcy. Um, <laughs> Sean's always said there's a generation of people, particularly the Carlton supporters, that we have lost. Now, who's to say that they've jumped ship and gone to Richmond or Collingwood or Hawthorne? Who's to say? Who's to say they're not jumped ship to another code? Well, is somebody doing this analysis? No. I mean, it's no. probably happened. But I'm of these not people saying that Sydney shouldn't have this mechanism. I am. But why are they getting them at a discounted rate?
1: But the problem they got is this discounted rate as well. more than anything else. The failing of it for me is, if I'm the Sydney Swans and I play in a grand final and Callum Mills is on offer and he's a top three rated draft prospect, I've got no fucking issue in the world losing 18, 36, whatever it might be, to get him. Yeah. Got no, yeah, no problem that, in the world no, paying yeah, it. I'm agreeing with ev- you, will
0: eventually impact you if you're paying premium.
1: But they're not paying it. They, they're happily paying what, these early picks and doing bullshit trades, getting rid of a fringe player for a second-round pick. They're happy to do that because they're looking at it going, the guy we're getting in is, is worth more than that. Is so that's jet. why
0: I'm saying they should be paying not 20% less. They should be paying 20% more. If you said to us, we could veto any draft pick as long as we pay 20% over... Yeah, we'd love to, wouldn't we? If you're getting the player that you want. I don't understand the discount. The discount should happen for father-son. Look, to give clubs I, I incentive agree. to... to I've no issues with uh, an academy team paying full freight for the player. If the industry says, you know, whatever his name is this year, Connor, whatever his name is up in... Uh, Connor Quakey. Quakey. No. I oh, know you, you're talking about um, Nick, Blakey. Nick Blakey. It's Nick Connor McFadden is a Brisbane Lions Academy player.
1: Wasn't he married to Delta Goodrum? That was um, Brian McFadden. Okay,
0: sorry. <laughs> but no, if, if you turn around, a, a team says, I am drafting Nick Blakey at pick seven, Sydney, stump up the points for pick seven. I have no issues with that. I do. I, I, okay. don't, I don't understand the pay more than what he's worth. I mean, it, it, because it allows you to still obtain him. That no one else can. West Coast go and say, "I want." Nick but if Blakey you brought the kid into the club for five years and you're doing additional training sessions with him and doing the work and improving him, yeah, he ends up. No, what you've got is well, the ability if, to draft but then him. You could hide why him. Why do you have to get him at a at, at whatever the rate is? You should pay... look. There's a slight premium, but the advantage is we can get him. Without the support support of the academy, he might have been worth pick fifteen. With the support of the academy, he improves, he blossoms, the rest of the football world sees him, and he probably ends up being more, worth more than what he was. Sydney would not have an issue paying 20% over if he's that good. But why 20%? Why not 10 why, why are they getting 100? a 20% discount? Well, because they're recognising that they've put the work in to be able to make him good. He's part of the fabric of the team, and they're saying this guarantees, it incentivises... Bullshit. Look, and, it, and the answer might be... It's more about trying to get the kid who's the twenty fifth best player in the country mm. to your club. When he's the second best player in the country, maybe yep. maybe um again, I don't think there should be a discount. I, I still think just if the if the system says he's worth pick two, use the points that's worth pick two to be able to get your player in who you put the work into and done good with him.
1: I know. Moving on. Yeah, it's horseshit, no doubt about it. Yeah. Well two um, two out of
0: three of us disagree with you, Tim, so
1: it's rubbish. But uh, the other thing, obviously, we're starting to see a little bit of talk now with trades and the like. Dan hannabury potentially moving to the Saints. Some interesting body I language from I, I Dan. I think he's cooked,
0: unfortunately. Dan. Some interesting
1: body language from Dan. Uh, last week, if you saw, there was, he came off the field at one point. And he was certainly more animated than we usually see him um, toward the bench and, and different people on the bench. That was sort of interesting. And it was – you can't help but think that um, – Maybe maybe Dan, it's that that superannuation contract, pretty big money. He's still got time to run his current deal, but this is going to be another three years on top of that. It's just security. And you know what? The sad thing, in a weird sort of way, he probably in his heart of hearts knows it might not be a great move, but just more money.
0: He's a Melbourne boy.
1: Longer term. Yep. Um, the Saints have gone through a little bit of upheaval lately. Obviously, losing a couple of different assistant coaches. Brett Ratton has come on board as like a is it a director of football or a senior assistant? Which is weird because Alan Richardson was his senior assistant at Carlton. Mm. That's bizarre. So they
0: obviously, work well together. Yeah, although I feel maybe. comfortable working, I don't know if they yeah. work well. But the a relationship. relationship. Yeah.
1: I can't help but think that uh, Rat's eyes the seat
0: without a doubt. And I don't think Maybe will the seat.
1: And I think there'll be a bit of pressure on Richo. And I think Rat's will slide into that seat. If they pull the trigger.
0: Obviously, that's a big if. Hopefully, he's developed a, a, a plan B. Hopefully. That's, Very hopefully.
1: good attacking-wise. His,
0: his plan A was phenomenal. Yeah. But, uh... Don't forget my number. <laughs> Did we make it?
1: Back, so we got uh, a little bit more now with the Saints. Nathan Freeman is, <laughs> you uh, is like one. I love it. So the illusion has been shattered, dickhead. I'll do this as many times as we need for it to look smooth, and I'll just edit you being an idiot out.
0: <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I like you. We fucked
1: up. up. I fucking didn't delete all the other shit that was on my recorder. <laughs> That's
0: it. Just own it. Um fortunately
1: I picked it up relatively quickly. Like like relatively. <laughs> the first
0: time I think we spoke for like 10 minutes Yeah, yeah. Was... <laughs> this,
1: this was only like 2 minutes. So fortunately I was I was on the ball. What were we
0: talking about? So did we talk about Nathan we Freeman? We had a little bit
1: of chat about the the fact there's a little bit of upheaval at the Saints with obviously Brett Ratton coming in um and then Nathan Freeman was one that probably an under this makes any sense an understandable surprise that he if you hear it and you go ah oh, and you sort of think about it and you go, oh, I'm probably not not shocked.
0: It's just the investment though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You know, there was the initial investment by Collingwood. Yeah. Uh, it was a surprise when he left then, but St Kilda made a play for him and, and, I, and to my understanding paid him very well yep. to be able to get him across. But their three years of investment into him has netted two games and and some would argue a level of tokenism behind those games.
1: I think there was a sense that, I reckon they stamped his papers before the two games. Some
0: chance, however, sixteen other teams in the competition. A guy who was a top ten draft pick, who when he's playing VFL footy is getting thirty five plus possessions. I did see him getting play, his own clearances. I
1: saw him play two games of VFL footy this year, yep. just by virtue of the, the stuff I do. And I, there was one game in particular where he had. I think it might have actually been one of his first games back, very early in the year, and he, and he had quite a bit of the ball. Yep. And I went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's had a bit of the ball, and you know, he looks a little bit rusty, which is fine." But I was quite shocked at just how much of the ball he had. Yep. And, and my takeaway with that wasn't, "Oh, it's amazing." It was sort of like there are a lot of guys running around at VFL level if they had thirty-five touches, you would you can't miss them. Yeah, you sit there and go, "Wow, you're you're too good."
0: Nick Graham gets 35 positions. Every well, day. and this was the thing I Whereas was going to say. this was like,
1: you were like, yeah, 35, wow. Well,
0: if, if Carlton delists Nick Graham in the next two weeks, mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be a lot of supporters that are going to say, wow, that's a surprise. No. And I reckon Nathan Freeman's the same age yeah. as Nick Graham, potentially uh, even taking the same draft. There or thereabouts. Awfully close. Yeah. It would be only one, one year removed, if, if at all. Rookie list chance for either
1: of them. I think he will, yeah, maybe. at absolute worst, I think he would definitely be playing VFL footy. I think a VFL team will give him a crack.
0: Or at least go to the SA NFL. Or,
1: and... or a similar state league will yeah, absolutely we'll... give him a go. Um, <laughs> it's obviously just how prepared he is to. Well, the fact that he's got, or
0: specifically to Freeman, the fact that he's got back to playing, surely he's worth a rookie spot on someone's list.
1: But the thing with Saints, the thing with the Saints isn't, and what I think a lot of people that are upset. It'd be nice
0: if he went to Collingwood and it panned out. Sounds weird coming out
1: of my mouth, but no, um, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. I'm
0: saying, it's just a rookie listed player.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I think he burst. Is he, them. Is, he
0: uh, is he worse off than Kimi Lebois? Look, seriously, we've got plugs on our on our rookie list who are never going to get those. The difference, is, an AFL the difference
1: is, I think the Saints will have the Saints will have every piece of information ahead of, in front of them as to why they cut him. That other clubs wouldn't be privy to. They may have suspicions, but in terms of How's he training? How often's he training? What's his intensity like at training? All that kind of stuff. They'd have all the data to support he's not going to be that guy.
0: Well, I think you know that I have a mate that's a coach know that. there. I do. And he he said he'd have given him another year. Oh, I and the
1: thing is I would have not batted an eyelid yep. if the Saints put a thing out saying Nathan Freeman signed a one-year yep. contract extension. You go, yeah, cool.
0: There's absolutely no certainty of him making it yep. whatsoever because, again, he's played two games of football in five years. And and you can – we love we love early draft picks. We love hope. Um, you know, the moment a kid comes in and you go, oh, I've read his bio and, you know, he's coming up. He plays like and, this. Yeah, exactly right. And until he proves otherwise, he is a jet. Well, yeah, no, you, you still need to see it,
1: but, is, but no, you're going,
0: until I see otherwise, he's every chance of fulfilling the potential that I've been sold and the way that he plays. And this kid's, you know, Colin Sylvia came into football and they said, who does he play like? And they've gone, look, he's a bit of a cross between Michael Voss and Mark Rashudo. Wow. Well, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> I will have that player. <laughs> yeah, exactly Please. Right.
0: But- You notice now they ask the players, who, who, who's, whose game do you think you most resemble? Don't ask them that question. And then, oh, if they ask and then me... 17-year-olds it- <laughs> are going, oh, yeah, no, nah, I'm a bit of a Dangerfield type. Please, mate. If they ask Please, me- <laughs> you haven't had a kick. Do you <laughs> remember Paul Johnson yeah. who ended up... He got drafted to West Coast first and then ended up at Melbourne via a trade later on. He was a Carlton supporter growing up. This was a 199-centimetre ruckman, mm. a little bit lumbering. They interviewed him after he got drafted who do you model, you model your football on, Paul? He goes, oh, a bit like Anthony Coutafides. <laughs> and you've sat there and you're going, look, that may be true. You you may see yourself rising in yeah. the air to be able to take a big, strong clunk and all that you, sort of stuff.
1: You've obviously never seen footage of yourself play.
0: Well, clearly, clearly. So, again, you know what you see in your mind's eye and what you model yourself on and who you try to be like when you knock around with your mates and all that sort of stuff are very, very different. And but, there's
1: a big difference to, to playing like Couta and having a kick and, and jumping up and going, Kuda! <laughs> there's an enormous difference between... Completely. But Completely. I, I agree with what you're saying with Freeman is that there's that definitely that sense of, and you see this a lot with injured players, injured players get better. Yeah, when, a player's, when a player's out injured, yep. they become twice Ooh, the player they ever were. we win. had him. Oh, how yep. good would a fully fit such and such be? Yep. Yep. And you, you sort of can be blinded blind. Sure by... better
0: budge than do his knee. Oh,
1: this guy could have been He's anything. He's premiership ticket. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. Have been anything. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing where I think with uh, with Freeman, you start seeing it now and you're sort of going, there are guys that come out and Hugh Goddard was another one of the Saints that gets delisted listed injuries, obviously crawling him, but he was highly thought of. He was a pick-18, highly thought of at once upon a time. They've drafted worse
0: than us, I reckon, Saints.
1: Haven't been good. They've targeted a very specific, very similar type of player. Yeah. And if you look at their recruiting over the last couple of years, a lot of big bodied mids, not a lot of speed, not a lot of polish.
0: They're desperate for it. The yeah, rate, they? they've,
1: they've, they've drafted a lot of very similar types of players. Luke player.
0: Dunstan, Jack Steele. Yeah. Um, Billings. Kobe
1: Stevens got him across. Yeah, true, true. A lot of very, very, very similar type players.
0: And, and I think you're saying, yeah, they're screaming for Jack Billings to take the step and be the silky midfielder. They should He's trying to they want. They want Jack Billings to play like he plays when he plays against
1: Carlton. They should trade him. No, because he plays. Nice honestly, every training.
0: time I don't watch a lot of St Kilda, but when he plays against us, how good does Jack Billings look? For? Oh, are yeah, well, the worst you know, team in the, sc- the league. I know, but he hits the scoreboard. He's, he's involved. He in five it. against us last yeah. year, and he, domi- he dominated.
1: Yeah, that's his best game by a mile. I think he's a player who's a very tidy, very good little player. But I think someone like Essendon, because they're run by a guy that shouldn't be their list manager, I think he would bite their hand off if they they could get something not bad from the Bombers for Jack Billings.
0: I think Billings can be a footballer. Oh, without a doubt. No, no,
1: I've got no problem with that. But I think sometimes you've got to go, this guy's not, he's not, he's not this guy. He's not the guy we think he is. And we could trade up.
0: Well, if you had confidence to know that he wasn't going to hurt you later on, I mean, we traded Chris Yaron and collectively, I think we all said, oh my God, this is going to hurt us. In the same draft, we traded Troy Menzel and you thought, oh my God, this is going to hurt us. And collectively, I think they played... Three games of footy. Sometimes it's it's, it's,
1: it's not about the um, <laughs> it's not about the talent, is it? Well, and, so and, the, and, and the reality is, if well. you're
0: and, and I think you touched on it before too, Sean. If if St Kilda is going to delist this guy, mm. they figure that they've seen enough.
1: They, now, they have enough information.
0: Yeah, absolutely. To go, and, yeah. But the one thing that gets me is I cannot help but think there would be at least one other team in the AFL. That would say, yeah, why not? When you get to the trade period, and they go, oh, what about Freeman?
1: Mm.
0: You know, or or if they said, if somebody says to St. Kilda, um, would you consider parting with Luke Dunstan? And you and you know, you know, they're very easy to turn around. And go, oh, look, you know, we're we're a big Dunstan fan. You know, we we really think he has a role to play with us. But if you're looking for a similar sort of a footballer. Um would you consider Nathan Freeman?
1: How often would you have with the conversation be as it is in like Moneyball? You know when he goes in the meeting and they're just having a ch- ch- shooting the breeze. Yep. He goes, oh, what do you got? Sh- shooting the shit. And he's going oh this guy this guy blah, blah blah Are they that subtle about it?
0: Oh, look no one no one wants to get screwed I reckon is, exactly. is, is what it comes back to. I mean I, there was an old story from my Port Adelaide time where Port Adelaide walked into the room with Hawthorne and this is going back a while. And they were chatting away and saying, um, you know... 2006. Yeah, where's this player at? Where's that player at? And all that sort of stuff. And um, Hawthorne had an Indigenous half-forward flank, a small forward, named Harry Miller. And Harry Miller was a Port Adelaide Magpies boy when he got drafted. And he was okay. And um, they were chatting he was away. a relatively early pick, wasn't he? He went about pick 25 or something yeah. like that. And... Um, He'd basically been on the list for maybe three years, probably played five games of footy, hadn't really lit it up, hadn't done anything special at all. They're chatting away. They said, what about this player? What about and, and Port said, um, what about Harry Miller? And, uh, and obviously they're thinking, you know, bring him home, get him back to the environment and all that sort of stuff. Um, and Hawthorne's turned around and said, oh, yeah, don't know that we'd want to trade him, but um, if you wanted him, you could have him for a second round draft pick. Now the reality is you wouldn't have given a fifth round draft pick for this kid. And you're sat there and you're going, look, we probably would have considered taking him. We would have considered bringing him in because the environment that he's come from, if he comes back to it, might give him the opportunity to play his best football. And they turn around and were basically saying, give us pick 20, you can have him. And you're going, he was worth pick 70. Mm. So the trade never got happen, uh, never happened. He got yeah. delisted. And you're going, well, sometimes you just got to be...
1: You would have got something for him. Well,
0: they should have been more honest for Harry Miller. More you, importantly, because Harry Miller, right at that moment, Harry Miller's career ended. But if, if you guys at Port were in, in the fifth round and Arthur were in the second round, negotiate and get a middle, you know. End of third round, early fourth round, that's it's brilliant. I think
1: sometimes as Tim's alluding to, you just gotta something is better than nothing.
0: Correct. It reminds me of the whole Jared Waite compensation. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. Jared Waite is the only free agency player who was worth nothing nothing.
1: I did uh, I did And
0: then we all applauded his he retired last week. Well, I did spit out my... drink. we all applauded uh, Jared for, on a great career, but it was obviously worth jack shit when he left... I did spit out day my day drink day.
1: when, when um, whoever was commentating that game remarked something to the effect of, he's never played better than this. And I went, fuck off, mate.
0: It was the yeah. best halfback in the league I said, That's before bullshit. he did his knee. He so said, that, that
1: is bullshit. He, goes, he's, he's, he played some exceptionally good football for, uh, forward and back. Yeah. For Carlton, don't don't spin this forward narrative. post knee. Don't spin this um, like quite uh, irresponsible narrative. Oh, Carlton's never no, no own worst enemy. The
0: it's other the same two- as saying Eddie Betts has played better footy at Adelaide than he did at Carlton. No, he's been a better team, and and, and it's 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 patently wrong. Yeah, you know, he's had better highlights at Adelaide, but mm. we've talked about this before. We don't need to go on about it. We know the other one. No, you people- can have a bitching moan. If you want. We can
1: stay on Adelaide here Mitch McGovern What is Mitch McGovern worth?
0: Pick 75
1: um, Fifth round draft pick I, 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 I reckon he's worth
0: about pick 20 Maybe a late teens pick I was going to say um, in, in, I reckon he's first round But he's he's back in the first round I, I think you're right I mean yeah. given his age profile And his potential Yeah he's young He's young But what's he been asked to do? bit he, of everything he, he plays in a forward line Where your number one forward is Tex Walker. Your number two forward's probably Tom Lynch, but let's, for the purpose of the exercise, say that's Josh Jenkins. Mm. So then you've got Tom Lynch as your third forward, and they, and they play slightly different roles. You've then got Eddie Betts as your small forward. They had Charlie Cameron previously as well. And then Mitch McGovern basically came in and was uh, an X-factor footballer. His highlights are great. with kick after the siren against Collingwood. he's a pretty good kick of the footy. Very but, good mark. But he's played... He, he averages, what, 12 possessions a game. And you sit there and you're going, you've been in the system now three years. Is, is he on the wrong end of the ground? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, may, maybe. A Are better. we looking at him for the other end of the ground? Maybe, maybe. If we get him to the detriment of Jacob Wittering, mm-hmm. I'll lose it. If we, if we throw Wittering forward and McGovern fills his spot down back.
1: I like Wittering forward. Oh, I don't. I saw Wietering play
0: I think once uh, we started dicking around with playing him forward is when we started to I, I, I think to... Weedering's gonna play centre half back. I think I think they've recognised that he's not the player to dick around with and they just let him get his confidence back and then when he starts playing with the confidence and really seeing the ball and attacking it the way that he can, then if you want to trial him forward but we were playing him forward when we didn't have anything else No, he anyway. He played he played well, I think we've got our forward line he, sorted at the moment. He played a
1: half a footy on uh, Grundy at the S at the MCG and he was best man. I thought he was unbelievably Grundy. good. He's yeah, Grundy. He's Grundy. He was unbelievably good as a like a genuine centre half forward. Well round one, two thousand seventeen. He played on
0: Rance and destroyed him. He was great. Destroyed him. In a, in a season where he ended up captain of the All Australian team, I might add. Mm, we'll talk round about that one two thousand. Fifteen or sixteen. Uh your mate Christian Jacks did pretty well on Alex hey, Rance too. He looked not
1: too bad and kicked a beautiful and goal. And then it ended. And then uh, didn't go well for Never him. Never to be seen again. Um, <laughs> and then obviously with Mitch McGovern, you sit there and go, what does it mean for a Levi Casbolt? Does Levi Casbolt stay at the Blues or he does can't. he find himself a new home? I reckon somewhere like a GWS as, no, a, I, as a genuine stopgap. What about Gold Coast, I, like
0: your re- I like your reasoning. Well, I reckon GWS Patton misses are, the whole need just as bad.
1: Patton misses the whole year next year. He does, yep. Rory Lobb will either not be there or not be in the ruck. This guy's just a fucking battering ram. GWS. He's a slab of meat they can put up in the ruck.
0: Sorry, Gold Coast, but he can't ruck all day. No,
1: no, no, he can't. But in, in the sense he's that he's a
0: pinch hit, he's a forward that can pinch yeah, hit ruck, so he's got to complement somebody else, and and he has to be selected oh, be that, more it'd, as a forward.
1: It'll be that big ruck. What's his name? Dawson Simpson.
0: Dawson Simpson. Better than Dawson Simpson.
1: Oh no, he absolutely. He's two
0: hundred nine centimeters
1: tall. He absolutely is, but not as a first ruck.
0: No, no, not as not as a first. But ruck. there's
1: something about GWC. Sit there and go. And the rationale I used was, I don't want to get too carried away with trade speculation because it bores me to tears. But Dylan Shield.
0: You wouldn't, love, you wouldn't want to be a fly-on-the-wall on a Tim and I's conversation. Dylan Scheel... We go down a rabbit is, hole.
1: Um, the rumour out of the GWS is mm-hmm. that Jeremy Cameron will be the highest-paid player in the league next year. Jeremy Cameron Whoa. is apparently on an extraordinarily back-ended contract.
0: And, and he was the first domino to fall and, and everyone thought yeah. that he was going it, to go. It, it was the first breakthrough player at the, GWS. The moment he signed, a lot of the other kids started signing. Yeah. And it was the best thing that ever happened for the team.
1: Someone at the GWS is on a really, really heavily back-ended contract, which will make them the highest paid player in the league on that one year. The rumour is that it's Jeremy Cameron, cause, just because in terms of figuring out who signed when they signed. He's on a he's on a
0: Byron Pickett deal. He's, it, Byron Pickett was the highest paid player in the comp at one stage. Jesus Christ. So
1: with that, they obviously have salary cap squeeze. Yep. Clearly. No so doubt. do we give, and I think Tim floated this in a text we have, do we give next year's first round pick and some steak knives? Um, Levi is absolutely the steak knives. To GWS for Setterfield and I,
0: I To me, it, it makes all the sense in the world.
1: Um, GWS get a bit of relief. They don't they, want to lose Dylan Sheel. Yep. But they're well, the, the, the
0: only way that doesn't work is if someone comes in and wants to offer two first-round picks. Yeah, but... You've got to get the player on. Our future first-round draft pick, if we don't improve from this year, is pick one. And and there are teams... A, a team like yeah. GWS would say, a team they like have G- a little bit of bad luck, and Brendan Bolton's not the man. And, and look, I don't mind Brendan Bolton. Not my, my only fear is, do you see his game plan when the guys run out in the field and say, what is he actually trying to do? No. But... Um, Would a GWS be prepared to roll the dice and say, we reckon we're not going to get a superior deal to this. The only thing is we're losing a guy who uh, we paid the equivalent of pick five to get, but he's done an ACL and his cousin, Isabel Huntington's now done two ACLs. Maybe he's a kid with the genetics that's not going to stand up to AFL
1: footy. That's the horse racing man in you. The bloodlines,
0: possibly, yeah, exactly right. But comes
1: from bad blood.
0: But we bid on centre field. <laughs> yes, prior to taking so we we've so always again, liked him. Sauce, Sauce like. knows him. He would have recruited him to the academy uh, program. He would have seen him developing. Um, and, and look, we know the Shield story. We know the link to Chris Jard and him being his hero.
1: I think there's there's a degree with Shield that um, you lose him for nothing next year. Th- yeah, potentially, we, but, yeah, yeah. But,
0: but I think it's more to your point too. Yeah, they they know that. Yep. So if you really, if he wants out, it's an added bonus. But I think you hit the nail on the head with it's it's now they need to get rid yep. of him now. If if, and if the that's... jungle drums are beating, there's obviously they know about it. Well, they know they're going to lose some. Like I think they're resigned to the fact that he will not be there the following year. But he's also the bloke. Yeah, he's important. He's a great player. He's also the bloke who's going to yield you a lot. Yeah, back well, the other and, way. And but if you lose him in free agency. And they finish top four, and they should. Um, the best they can be getting in free agency in return...
1: 15, is pick 16. Yeah. So
0: we're saying we're going to give you the opportunity to take our first round draft pick, which could be pick one, but realistically, if you're getting Sheil into your team and you're getting Sam Doherty back, and you've got organic growth, the hope would be... Carlton and you've got Sam Walsh. Mate. And you might have And Sam you've got Walsh potentially Mitch McGovern. They're, they're going to see the whole Fuck picture. mate.
1: You know, they're going to be getting pick 18.
0: All right, we're we going to win the flag. No, I think Sean's hit the nail on the head. It will be next year's first rounder, but there will be a sweetener above and beyond.
1: It might be that swap of seconds and blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
0: no, I, don't, I don't even think it's a swap of seconds. I think it'll be a second round pick this year.
1: That's, that, well, we've got a few of them, don't we've we?
0: Got, we've got back-to-backs. Uh, I like that. I like having two picks in a row. But we, we won't. Why? We won't have back-to-backs. They're in the middle of the second round. What's going to? They're consecutive picks. Yeah. And Western Bulldogs go first, and depending on who you listen to, Tom Liberatore is a chance to go in free agency. Mm. Mitch Wallace is a chance to go in free agency. Mm. Jordan Roughhead's a chance to go in free agency. It still doesn't split our two picks. Luke Dahlhouse could go in free agency if they get compensation of a pick after their second round draft pick. That's what gets sits in between those two draft picks.
1: Do you want me to we, give you another? We, uh, we
0: will not have consecutive draft picks, e- even if I think we only want know, for, I think we
1: only want those picks for the points anyway. Well, well, that's what I'm I've got. I'll we'll have pick nineteen as well. I've got a theory, no, that that's Adelaide's.
0: No, we'll have pick nineteen. No, I think we'll have pick twelve. Do you think we're going to get a mid-first-round priority pick? I think we get the draft pick at the end of the teams that have not played finals. So there'll be ten picks ahead of us. We'll be pick eleven. Tom Lynch will be. That shouldn't we'll, even be called a quarter priority pick. That should just be called draft reform. It's called special assistance. It should be, just, assistants yeah. assistants that should be called. That rule. should be the that's way the draft. Every year that should happen. The team who finishes bottom should have another pick before the If Tom the Lynch is going eight. to the team that's reigning premiers and favourite to win the premiership, the AFL need to be doing a whole lot more for teams that are outside of the I've AFL. Got a, I've got a
1: scenario for you. I was thinking about this today. I was having a bit of a chuckle to myself. So we want Sam Walsh, <clears throat> which is fine. Adelaide have got a raging boner for Lukosius. They're not going to get him. Adelaide want Lukosius. They want him. If Adelaide trade into the second pick, which would, I think, require... So this is the way it goes. We get the priority pick. We trade it. Just done. McGovern, done. He's ours for whatever that pick ends up being. Call pick 12. Call pick 12. Gold Coast are then offered by Adelaide like 8, 12, 13, which is their pick. And whatever it is, they want pick two. Yep. Are we? Are we assholes at the draft table? Do we take Lukosius one and then say draft day style? Yeah, I want my pick back. We take Lukosius one. We'll keep him. But if you want him, you got pick two. We'll trade you Lukosius for two. Take Walsh at two. But we want the pick for McGovern back.
0: Sonny Weaver Jr. And I want well, David. I don't want they, David Putney just because. Because if feel they trade, like...
1: if they trade up to two, however the fuck they manage it, yep. next year's pick, this year's picks. If they trade up to two, they are trading up to two for one player.
0: Well, maybe we turn around and we say to them, we want McGovern, you've burnt him, you you've broken him, you've you've disenchanted him completely on your own. we've had Carlton has had nothing to do with this. Mm. This kid wants out. We've asked for him for two years in a row in trades with Gibbs, you haven't given him to us. Mm. And now you've you've broken his spirit, whether it was a wage thing or whatever yeah. else, he does not want to be at your football club despite a there being two. Years. Of the Richmond thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly right. But if you say to Adelaide, you do your trade with Gold Coast, you get pick two, we'll give you pick one for pick two and Mitch McGovern. And that's and that's the first thing you say to him in trade period. You get pick two, you got lococious And then at the end, we would have used pick one to take Sam Walsh anyway. They get the kid we want. The, we get the kid we want, yeah. and we get the kid that wants to come to us, and he gives you awful flexibility moving I forward. I love, I forward, just, mate. I just
1: love the idea of you sitting down on draft night, and Adelaide have traded up into two, and we just go Jack Lacocius, and then we go the immediately yeah, from the other side of the room. Um, it's just it's a table full. Of immediately, calm, um, we'll um, immediately, the the, <laughs> but immediately the clock comes up, and just go, you can have him. We'll take two, and the pick we just gave you, so we end up getting McGovern for donuts. We end up getting McGovern for donuts in that scenario as well. But just being absolute assholes about it. The
0: reason it's we, all we're talking won't about happen. sauce not blinking. Adelaide. Jeez, that would be t- good, good you, you'll need toothp- <laughs> toothpicks in the <laughs> eyes. Um, it won't happen. Adelaide have been, for two years, absolute pricks to deal with. And then even once we did the deal last year for Gibbs, they ensured they hit the media to spin it to make sure they explained to everyone how much they won out of the trade. Yeah. They're pricks.
1: That's why I wouldn't mind screwing them.
0: They are Collingwood of 10 years ago, where everything they've got is worth more than what they think it is. Can I ask one thing? Yep. Or more so, I'll make a statement. Okay. Adelaide and the fabric of their football club and their entire integrity over the last 12 months has taken the greatest hit of any legitimate... Recognised, rated football team has ever taken outside of a, supplement a salary saga. cap, supplements yeah. saga, or something like that. Their very existence, but then they is, have. It? suffering. or well, they did with Kurt Tippett, but yeah. they are suffering. Well, Matt the other Brand one... Um, is suffering awfully. I read this afternoon that... I, I, I don't know that I, they can I, I, carry I, I, themselves the with the swagger we're talking about. I read
1: though. this afternoon that uh, Cam Alice yolmans apparently requested a trade as well. I didn't see that confirmed anywhere Just saw a thing. Yeah, and that, you, that would make sense. His, his body's mid-
0: gotten to the point where it's too big. I liked him when he was a little bit more slender, a bit more athletic. But you
1: sit there and you're going, that's just another guy mm, yeah. that he wants was a, out. Like,
0: he, was a, he always resembled a larger Chris yeah. a Now like I think that. he's just... Too big. Like when I see Bud, and I can't believe I'm going to criticise anything about Buddy. Frank, he's a freak. But to me, Bud looks just a little bit too fat, too heavy, a little yeah, bit too big. Like yeah. he's
1: he's got the plugger problem as the well. Goal, with the the, the red goal shorts. against Adelaide
0: at Docklands in the final. He's probably a little bit too thin there. It's a couple of years after that. That's prime. That was 11 Buddy. years. Buddy ago. running down the wing with LJ Hooker just and everything to catch him, that's ideal. But to me, don't, don't looks forget, I'm going to say, apparently T- he's though. a bloke that's trained 20 minutes all season. So for him to be the size that he is on 20 minutes of training, I reckon he's an absolute godsend because he made, could have been fab. 15 kilos heavier. Fab. you made
1: an error. You, you went a Sydney Swan. You made an error of judgment. You went a Sydney Swan. Sorry, sorry Tim. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Tim. He's in the oh, best shape of his life. I've never seen him look better. Goal. I've never seen him look better. Um
0: and oh, then, I agree. I agree. We
1: saw last night the All Australian team announced. Uh, no tremendous surprises. Yeah, I've
0: got a few issues with it. I've um, got a couple of issues, but I didn't mind the team. Yeah. No, the team it's not as overly controversial as most. Why years. did they announce
1: it the way they did? I don't know. Just go know. back they're, they're, to front. Yeah, they're, they're trying like to like a
0: team. They are trying to sort of create a level of interest or something like that. <sighs> just Thursday night, you like a footy club, they name the team from the back line forward. Just Let's, do the same bloody thing, do please. That.
1: There's a degree of nostalgia in that as well. That's why you name it that way. It's convention, but there's a degree of oh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's and go through the it. back pocket,
0: um, in the correct order, yep. back to the front. So, Tom Stewart, Alex. Ranch, Tom Stewart. Can I stop you Rory there, for Tom Leigh. Stewart?
1: Someone goes. Someone. Uh, I saw a thing. Someone said, you know, Tom Stewart. You know, what, what was behind Tom Stewart's rise uh, to the All Australian team? And I thought, uh, Sam Doherty doing his knee. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe doesn't play back pocket per se, but I don't think necessarily think Tom Stewart plays back, no real pocket. back pocket anymore. Yeah, these, I is. thought. Yeah, probably the, the guy. That would
0: have been there doing his knee. Yeah. No, I but I don't disagree that Tom Shields deserves his visit. Busy-
1: yeah.
0: A, oh, I think the only vote that could have been ahead of him was probably Dylan Grimes. Well, or Hawthorne supporters will have you think that it's Ben Stratton. Be ben, ben Stratton. On that haircut alone, he deserves not to be anywhere near the All Australian team.
1: It's fair enough.
0: Um, Alex Rance and Rory Laird obviously make up the rest of the battle. Alex Rance, he'll
1: just be, he'll just he'll just collect All Australian Blazers for the rest of his life. And it's just like, are okay, whatever.
0: Um, and Rory Leeds at it. Rory Leeds,
1: He's got a head like a... He's like a perfect square.
0: Good footballer. back line, Shannon Hearn, Jeremy McGovern, Lockie Whitfield. I good. can't complain about yeah. that.
1: Good, good no, line. Not,
0: not an issue whatsoever. Centre. Oh, this is where I've got my issues. Andrew Gaffin, still side bottom on the wings. No issue there. Perfect. No issue there. Dustin Martin in the middle.
1: Shouldn't be in the team.
0: Dustin Martin should be in the team. I'll nope. tell you where he should slot in. Bench. No, no. I've got him on the ground. you got him half forward flank where you got Patrick Dangerfield. Yeah, absolutely. Where, is, where does Dusty play 80% of game time? Where is Dusty dangerous? Where is when the ball's coming yeah. in long to Richmond's forward line? Yeah. Everyone yeah. shits himself because Dusty is in, almost impossible to match. Dusty's much. the most dangerous footballer with a ball on his hand 100 metres from goal. Yeah. So, I, I agree. But Dusty hasn't played through the middle. He'll go in there occasionally, yep. but Dusty doesn't play through the middle. So to name him in the centre yeah. of He's an all-Australian team is wrong.
1: We'll c- Circle back around with the captain discussion on this.
0: Half-forward line of Patrick Dangerfield, to me, hasn't deserved his spot. He's played a little bit on the forward line this year, more than he has in previous years, but I think when he has, he's been probably more goal square rather than half-forward flank, so tokenism. Yep. Buddy, undoubtedly, he's he's centre half-forward until he retires.
1: There's an interesting one with Buddy. Did he have a better year than Ben Brown and Hawkins? Center they half half both forward, played yes. full forward. Yeah,
0: but... No, to me, there's a one full forward position. Yeah, but is
1: it is it invalidated somewhat by the dimensions of the SCG? No,
0: nah, but he's the best centre-half forward in the league and, and still playing like the best
1: centre-half There half aren't very half. many centre-half forwards in the league.
0: Well, as you say, who, who did he beat out? Did he beat out Jack, Jack Darling? <laughs> beat it Charlie Curnow. Potentially. So, um, and Realistically, I mean, as you say, if, if you want credibility for your team, you've got to name a centre-half forward at centre-half forward. And look, yeah, at SCG buddy might play more as a full forward because there is no centre half forward at the SCG.
1: I think that the selection of the team and, and in terms of positional in terms of captains and whatnot is very much governed by a criteria that's as movable as they need it to be. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh Robbie Gray's the other half forward flank. Who who arguably plays a fair bit of Sent, you know midfield as well. Yep. but he's a goal kicker. He's creative. He oh, makes to things me he's happen. he's the best. The best in his position in the league. Uh, I, I agree with that. I just don't think he's had his best season. No, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't um, matter. Full forward line of Luke Bruce, Jack Rewalt, and Jack Gunston. Now, Jack Rewalt, yeah, I reckon the common medalist full forward every year. Bang, largely. Actually. Yep. Yep. Um, the other two. Look, we had the argument easy the other day who's the best
1: small forward in the competition. Gunston plays a lot of back.
0: How easy is it for Hawthorne just to get back in? Like, honestly, five, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, when did they lose to Brisbane? This is a team that could have slid and missed yep. the finals. Yeah, now, all of a absolutely, it's but they didn't. It's a bit revisionist. I no, think. no, I agree. I the but, but in the absence either. of a better small forward, I'm completely comfortable with Luke Bruce being in there. Um, not having a third, well. Having a third tall forward and playing the hybrid that is Jack Gunston, um, I don't know that Jack Gunston's had a stellar season. But- would you... Okay, if I wouldn't have Dangerfield on the side, but would you not push that Patrick Dangerfield deeper, which is where he's played at times, put Dustin Martin on a half-forward flank... Yep. ...and either drop Jack Gunston to the bench... Or drop him out of the side altogether. Or as you say, you bring, Ma- yeah, you bring Martin to your half-forward flank and you have somebody else who's a genuine sentiment, yep. sentiment midfielder. Or You bring Scott Pendlebury in. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> fucking Jesus. I like Scott Pendlebury as a footballer. So, so do I. He's I'm, one I'm of my favourite footballers, but there, there are yet. guys that just get yeah. put in without and, – and Dustin Martin's proved it. He's. I'm a big believer, and we've said this before – there are guys that get in the all-Australian team on the on the bal- on the the basis of two seasons. Yep. And in the end, the credits in the bank for Dustin Martin has got him in the team, and I probably it probably shouldn't. Followers are Max Gorn, undoubted. Toss a coin, yep. I they're bo- they're oh, both no, in. It's who do you play I on think, the field? I, I think... Ma- no, I disagree. I disagree. You.
1: There should not be a second Ruckman. Yep. It's got, one or the other.
0: You've got four people on the bench.
1: There shouldn't be a bench.
0: Oh. That, that's side. a reasonable point as well. There shouldn't no. be a
1: bench. But if, if we're playing Russia, mm-hmm. a second take. Ruckman
0: isn't a bad thing because if he goes down, if Maxi goes down, you... Play Sean Grigg. <laughs> so, uh, so Max Gorn, Patrick Cripps <coughs> and Tom Mitchell. They were the three obvious for yeah. the three positions. In a change of Brody Grundy, who I don't think... It's one of the to other me you pick. To me, you pick one ruckman. And
1: this, this idea where everyone's saying they've both got to be in it and it's as good as the other. No, it's not because Brody Grundy does not play second ruck, which is what that position is.
0: Yeah, but there's also 18 teams. Effectively, there's 18 ruckmen You can ruck. play Tom Hawkins ruckman. there. There's like, 18 ruckmen in the league, right? So, Dublin, say so every team plays two ruckmen at work. That's 32 ruckmen. 36. 18, 36 ruckmen. But there's about 180 midfielders in the league. Yeah, yeah. We're only allowed to have one bench position for for midfielders.
1: No, I, I just think that a, one ruckman is enough. A them. the team shouldn't have a bench because it's a cop out. You're in the team or you're not. The, the bench is not a position. You're recognising the best player in his position for the year. The bench is not a position.
0: But we pick 22 players in a team every single. Yeah. No, I know
1: night, that. So. I know that. But the bench is not a position. You're recognising the best of the best. Yeah. In the case of Brody Grundy. The best of the best. The elite. The elite. In the case of Brody Grundy, um, he's not the second ruckman, which is what that position is. So my, he's not been selected. My, only, in his my only comment
0: back to that is when you look at and, and Supercoach doesn't tell everything, but the three best players in Supercoach this year were Tom Mitchell, Max Gorn, Brody Grundy. So if he's legitimately been the third best player of the year, well, bad
1: luck, mate. Yeah, but you there's a one lot ruckman. Of there's one Ruckman. There's one Ruckman. Uh, anyway, yeah. the well, other... they both had unbelievable years, but it's one of those things where I sit there and go, you've got to stick and twist. It's one or the other. The yep.
0: remainder of the interchange was Clayton Oliver, yep. Sean Higgins, and Shane mm-hmm. Edwards. Shane Edwards, I'm a massive fan of. I think he's a very, very good footballer, but I think he's very lucky to be in there. But then I did read before saying that he had the most score assists of any player in yep. the competition. Yep. And I think when you sit there and you can provide that justification, you're going, yep. I've got you. I think the other thing that I read it was on Twitter, and and I'm not quite sure on the stat, but they said for meters gained by handball, and I don't know if that's the meters gained by your handball or who you give it to, and like the end product of it. So yeah. I'm not. I'd love I'm a clarification sure. I'm quite on it. Not sure how it's calculated yet. He's number one in the competition, and he's 600 meters ahead of the competition. So obviously his ability better you know, do that diagonal handball forward in the corridor, of, get replace, re, re, yeah, release people, mm-hmm. uh, he's obviously exceptional at. And look, you know, Richmond's had a dominating season. They've got four guys in the um, in the All-Australian team. I think they'll. they'll that's probably something that they strive to do. Um, the fact that he would be in there ahead of a Jack McRae or an Elliot Yo or someone that's like that. That's who I think was robbed. That's, I, I think
1: Sean Higgins is desperately unlucky to be on the bench.
0: Yes. And yeah, I think but, Jack McRae... but where are you playing him? Are you playing him on a wing? Um, would you play him in the centre instead of Dustin Martin? Yeah, I think Clayton Oliver or Sean Higgins should have been on the ground. Yep, yeah, I can live with that in repl- in, in place of Dustin Martin. Yep, yeah, I can live with that because Dustin. Martin, I'm not, I keep Dustin Martin in the side and I keep him on the field. I just move him forward. Yep. Who's yeah. your captain? Shannon <sighs> would have been my captain. He's I'm, the best captain. Look,
1: I think that the whole Buddy Franklin thing is, and it's been rationalised today. He's the senior figure in the team, yep. but he's not a captain. He's never been a captain. He's never been a leader. Is he in the
0: Sydney leadership group? I don't think so. But, but he doesn't want
1: to be. And there's this thing. I understand it's not this, his style. What it is is it's it's to me it's rather cynical box checking in a career. Yep. Eight-time All Australian, unreal. X-time Coleman medalist, tremendous. Two-time uh, Premiership player, fantastic. All these little boxes being checked off, and then All Australian captain. That gets a check. That's just another accolade. Yeah, uh, to that me, they can add to the CV.
0: It's tokenism that, it, it, I, I, in fact, ma- made the team lose its credibility. A little because, bit, because you'd sit there and you're going, "Would if you were named in that team and you actually played the game, mm. do you want Buddy Franklin next to you? Absolutely. Yep. Do you want him to be your captain?
1: Probably you're pr- not. You're probably sitting there going, eh, "What's this? No, this guy's an unbelievable player." But
0: Shannon, and- Shannon Hoon has led his club. He's been exceptional. He? So like, and I would follow Shannon Hearn without question, but the other thing, and we talked about it a few weeks we ago. We did. How many blokes on that team would say, I don't want Patrick Cripps to be my captain? I reckon to a man, every single one of them would Patrick say, Cripps. I, I would go to war with Patrick Cripps.
1: This There was a statement made. So Buddy being the captain was a statement. Recognition of a tremendous career. Dangerous vice captain is even a
0: bigger statement.
1: Yeah, which is winding down. But I, I counter the idea. And yes, we are Carlton fans. Yes, we are biased. Yes, we are looking at this through rose-coloured glasses. But I counter that by saying, what a fucking statement it would have been to sit there and go, this guy's the outstanding young leader. He's the totally. outstanding was a great opportunity to young a leader really in the team. Message. To go, this guy is... I, I made the point on the Twitter. The, the media prender, would have... The prender exploded. underscore cast. That no one has led the, his club, and by club I mean everything, like Cripps did this
0: year. The load that he has shouldered has been immense. And especially
1: considering when he came into the season, he was not in that role. No. So, all things considered, he... he That's a word your sister should ban. No.
0: Load. Load. <laughs>
1: it's a moist load.
0: Oh, no, Sean, just a,
1: um, But yeah... Delightful, delightful load. I've,
0: I've, I've got a question for you, for both of you. Was Alex Rance? I know the answer to some of these questions, but to just go down the rabbit hole with me. Buddy made the All Australian team last year. Yes, he did. Yes. Did Alex Rance make it last year? Yes, yes, he did. Who was captain last year? Alex Rance. So how well, did Alex Rance been... get dropped from being captain?
1: Well, he probably shouldn't have been captain in the first place.
0: But my point is, if he was ahead of Buddy last year as captain, why is he not ahead of him? Because
1: it's checking off boxes on a career. But
0: it's never been like that until this season.
1: No, it's... but there's always been that bent. Like for instance, I'll give you an example. I don't really think Scott Pendlebury was the Norm Smith medalist in the grand final replay in 2010.
0: I didn't have an issue with that decision. But no, in the replay, it was pretty good.
1: No, he was fine. Dustin Martin last year wasn't best man on the ground.
0: Bashar Hulli was best man. On the but ground. what these selections? got But what what these selections do? The it's, checking bo- it's, it's checking boxes.
1: It's checking boxes. It's checking boxes.
0: I agree.
1: Checking boxes. Dustin Martin now, at the end of his career, they can say he's a Norm Smith medalist. He's a Brownlow medalist. He's a premiership player. He's an AFLPA MVP. MVP. He's a this. He's a that. He's a Herald Sun Award. It's just checking a box. Checking a box. Yeah, you've got that. Dusty
0: went into that grand final with the Norm Smith. If they won. It was his to lose. And then could only have proceeded to lose it. It was a very,
1: very even game, but Juddy winning it in 2005 was a similar thing.
0: Do you know? I went through some... Old Norm Smiths. I thinking about who was robbed. And Pete and I were having a discussion. Pete says to me, who won the Norm Smith in 99? And I said, Shannon Grant. Shannon Grant. Shannon Grant kicked four and had 22 touches. You know Peter Bell kicked four and had 35? I do. How does Peter... And apparently, I read on a forum, I've obviously taken the game out of my mind, he misses a sitter to kick five. How does Peter Bell not win the Norm Smith medal with four goals and 35 touches? Well, the, I think the other greatest travesty, travesty was um, 2007. Oh. oh, yeah, there was the Voss one. And Voss is an obvious one, and they had to change the criteria at that point. But in 07...
1: Which one was the Voss one? 2003? So Buckley? 2002. 2002, you're right.
0: So Buckley? So Buckley got it because they voted at three-quarter time. The game was in the balance.
1: Surely someone in the room said, is that with the hip and shoulder?
0: Pete's going to love us talking what about it. What a fucking
1: quarter to Is that play the Hip here?
0: and shoulder, he, cop- he gets a hip and shoulder, and then gets the handball out.
1: No, it was earlier it was in the, the game. Hip and
0: shoulder off Scotty Burns, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: but he does kick. I think he does kick a huge goal on the run, Voss.
0: Yeah, he does. He carried him across the, across the line yeah. that day. It was remarkable. I'm not sure. Hopefully, when Pete's listening to this, he'll listen to it alone because he'll he'll be fully attentive. <laughs> Moist load. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what happened um, in 2007? Now the other one, 07,
0: um, they give it to Stevie J, and obviously earlier in the year, he had his indiscretions, yeah. jumped over the fence. $17. I spoke to you that morning and I said, I'm putting my money on Stevie J, it's $17. And got it. It was a good good get. Um, <laughs> but to me, Paul Chapman was BOG that day. And- well,
1: it was like the Oscars, he won one later. Yeah, Maddie well, Scarlett
0: right. had 30 odd possessions, too.
1: Yeah, mate, they won by 120 points. Everyone yeah, no. had 30 possessions.
0: And they, I love when you read the forums and they go, oh, Maddie Scarlett had 30 from fullback. Maddie Scarlett paid. In front of the halfway line, all game. Yeah. That was a belting beyond all belting. Well, it was, I still remember, and that was one of the years I was working for Port Adelaide, so I was at the grand final, and they opened the opened the game.
1: Geelong- Someone, Ebert, Ebert missed a shot at goal uh, relatively early, and I thought they started positively. Well,
0: there was, yeah, I think Geelong kicked the first goal. And then ball was at the other end, and it was either a ball up or a boundary throw in right in the teeth of goal. And they balled it up, and Brennan Lades done as good a tap straight down the throat of Sean Berger, and he runs in, kicks a goal. And at that point, you thought, Hmm. this is going to be good. Going to be a good game. This will be great. And at that point, it ended. The game was
1: (laughs) over at quarter time.
0: Oh, well Hmm. and truly. It was over at about the 12-minute mark. It's the grand final Geelong needed to have given their history of performance they needed to, to, to have, that have it. choked yeah and it My enduring mem- memory for a team that had for a team that had failed not um, they would met a better team every single year but through an era of great teams that had been unsuccessful i was at this game as a as a non partisan supporter i wanted to see port adelaide win for obvious reasons but on there, i'm taking it in footy's always interesting you see a variety of different things start of the last quarter or maybe even late in the third quarter, there is a Geelong supporter who knows that the Bay we're in were all Port Adelaide supporters and all he wanted to do after finally winning his premiership since 1963, all he wanted to do was lean over the edge of the Great Southern Stand and, and mimic the the tie choke of Mark Williams. And you're going, Alan Scott, <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> Couldn't, couldn't this bike have just been happy that they finally won their flag? Does no. it have to be about humiliation? No, you, you throw a handbag at him? Uh, well, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I just looked at him. I thought, you are an ordinary human being because no, you no should just are. revel in the at satisfaction.
1: The, at the 2013 elimination final, because obviously when you buy tickets nowadays, you are segregated. Not for any reason other than it's just easier yep. for the ticketing agency to go block. This N52 is, block. is Carlton. N53 is Carlton, N54 is Richmond, etc. cetera. Um, we just happened to be sitting in a very predominantly Carlton Bay, naturally, uh, and there was one Richmond guy, and he was just trying to wind everyone up. And I remember thinking when they got five and a half, six goals up, and he was, he was very happy with himself, and he's just winding everyone up. And I remember thinking as we started to get a bit closer, and he's sort of looking over, and I thought it could have got real messy for yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. But most of the people in our bay were too wrapped up in... The fact we'll gonna well. yeah. we're fucking going to win this game. We we're going to win. We've got them here. And I thought, it's just one of those things where you go, mate, you say it to the wrong person and they'll knock you the fuck out. Yeah, absolutely. They'll genuinely knock you out.
0: Well, particularly if you're doing it to bait people and Yeah, and people, it was really weird. Somebody will turn around and go, you know what, I've had enough of you. Yeah. Oh. Especially, and, that, and that's and then what that's I when hate they, when that's when they. The and you've got – I like people – look, you and I love it, when, especially when we go with like an ant. Like, you just, you, it's it's just – it's fun – Yep. banter, and you can you can have a dig. Yep, but it can be a little bit
1: provocative, yeah. but
0: not. Yeah, push comes to shove, it's all in good. Other people do it just to purely piss people off. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And it was just this, I remember thinking vividly going when the game ended. He just got up and left, and it's like, what was he, so? You, I don't understand what you were trying to do. You should take your medicine. Yeah, I, don't just, I don't get what you're trying to do, but yeah, yeah. Was unfortunately, he, was he was alcohol fueled. So, did
0: he having, get up six times a quarter with his. Cardboard carton and spill beer everywhere. I
1: think they're plastic now, aren't they? Fucking degenerate. So no fun for children, no drinking.
0: No drinking, but just... I don't understand why you leave eight times a quarter to go and get beers. What have you seen? The back go of quarter time. I'll go at half time. If we, just say we go. I'll go quarter time. Tim will go half time. You go three quarter time. I, I prefer not give to me drink a Coke. I go to the footy. No, I'm, I'm saying, I, but if you wanted to... Yeah, yeah. Why did well, you say, why go to the footy and then miss it?
1: Yeah. That's a very good point. Have uh, we done on AFL?
0: Oh, the only thing I was going to say is there's a couple of very interesting rumours that are floating around at the moment. One being uh, Fremantle's Lockie mm. Neal um, may, may be requesting a trade to Brisbane. Weird. And you would have thought five years ago... That's brilliant for Brisbane. ...the chances of anyone being you know requesting a trade to Brisbane, if you're not from Queensland originally, just wouldn't happen. So... It makes you question, what's wrong with Fremantle? Um, there's obviously a lot right with Brisbane. And then a little bit of me then asks the question, well, are there rumours about Dane Beams wanting to get back out of Brisbane? Possibly true. Well, and, he and, said tonight, no. Yeah, okay. And look, I oh, hope he stays because it was... Look, again, a team like a Collingwood to lose somebody of the calibre of Dane Beams would be very frustrating. Mm. But the fact that you're doing it because your father's... you know. Um, got terminal cancer and all that sort of stuff. We understand that he has now I think everyone gave you the pass. Yeah, absolutely. The first time. But then when you turn and go, oh, okay, well, you know, as unfortunate it is, Dad has now passed away,
1: um, let's go back to Melbourne. I going, did chuckle really? when someone said, you know, Dave Beams, he wants to come back home. I thought, he's already home. <laughs> yeah. He fucking went home. He went home, yeah.
0: The other one that keeps floating around, and again, it's the the Buddy Franklin factor and the the salary that he's commanding. Uh, makes it challenging for Sydney to be able to hang on to all of their um, uh, developing players. I'm sure, in the best interest of a national competition, we should give Sydney another million dollars. Uh, I, I, I think I should get.
1: I think should get more cap.
0: So, so the talk is that Jake Lloyd, who probably is probably a little bit unlucky not to be in that All Australian team, actually, um, but he's the talk is he he's out of contract at the end of the season, um, and there's the talk that Gold Coast is going to throw the kitchen sink at him. Now, again, why would you go to the Gold Coast? Ugh. But if it's not the Gold Coast, the fact that money might lever him out of where he is, who else is going to throw some money at him and maybe try and get him across? I, I think when we talked about his management, we talked about him at Carlton, which we probably don't need the footballer. Yeah, Maybe as a wingman we, we'd take the mm. footballer, but as a halfback flanker, I think we're flush with that style.
1: Adrian Adoros but- ears are ringing. He'd be sitting there thinking, got to get this guy. Someone else is mentioning. Someone else wants him. Mm. We have to get him. Went pretty had well had, with him
0: this year with Devin Smith, Adam Sade, and uh, Jake Stringer.
1: Saying a fab, I reckon Dodoro's got Silvani's office bugged. And when he's drawing up his list of targets, he's just trying to. Least, he's got like, you know, when there's, he's sitting at the recorder, he's just listening to what, who Sauce is talking about. Yeah, He's interested in uh, inside Okay, we'll get him. Interested in Devin Smith? Yep. C- Cedarfield? Chill? Yep. Wants Mitch McGovern? Ooh, he's not bad. <laughs> well, weird. if
0: they end up getting them, there may be, um, there may be some merit in that Well, SOS should just get paid for doing
1: all the work Yeah, it should be a finder's fee Anyway Uh so. they not an AFL? I think so. I think we're done yeah. on AFL Got a brief ring around uh, F1 return, Spa at the weekend It was a little bit of a fizzer in the end um, There was a bit of rain around on Saturday That returned a bit on the Sunday We had an enormous incident at the first corner, Charles Leclerc uh, we saw the first real use of the uh, the halo, or the first real real um, incident that justified the halo. Um, big, big big incident. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo's race, unfortunately, heavily compromised at that first turn. He had his rear wing basically not knocked off, but uh, rendered useless. So by the <laughs> up, time he, <laughs> he by the time he came back into the pits, was uh, it was the first fucking corner. So by the time he makes his way around. The rear, over. the rear wing can't be put on it he, he went two or three laps down And basically went out Just did some running Effectively and it Became a test session uh, Vettel was able to get past Hamilton And Forza stayed that way for the rest of the race It was a little bit of a non-event in the end Lewis complained of a lack of, uh, lack
0: of pace Did you see Lewis post-race inspecting the Ferrari Oh, they've got a few things here, like he's just alluding. Just to had something.
1: a better car that weekend was what it was. The shame for Kimi, Kimi. Rumour has
0: it that the Ferrari upgrades have improved it significantly. Yeah,
1: but the 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 the, the shame actually from the race point of view, given um, Vettel's how comfortably was, was that Kimi was a little bit like Dan was caught up innocently in the first corner carnage. Yep. And his race was compromised by it all, so he wasn't able to actually yep. show the pace of his Ferrari. So. Um, unfortunately for Dan, he will be taking an engine penalty at, uh, Monza. Yep. The Red Bull will be terrible at Monza anyway. They don't have well,
0: enough pace. Going back to Ferrari, it's, these are the two races...
1: That built for
0: it. That are built for, built for power. And that's so, where Ferrari have their advantage. So. To be
1: honest with you, it's frustrating for Dan to take a, an engine penalty, r- r- irrespective of the race. But the fact that it's, it's at Monza, is sort of, who cares? Because they were going to be nowhere at Monza anyway. Um... Something a little bit smelly. Dan's car's having a few gremlins now. Mm. A little
0: bit smelly. She yeah, one it's, of those little trees. Yeah
1: it's, a, yeah, up, yeah, it's a bit smelly. Dan's starting to have some issues. So,
0: Have you ever seen anybody bitch and moan as much... A championship leader bitch and moan as much as Lewis Hamilton? Well, he's very
1: insecure. He doesn't want people to... Uh they're people the people He who... wants to
0: sell the illusion that he's doing so yes. much rather than yeah. I'm in the best car. He's in the best
1: car and has been in the best car for five years. Because that goes against the grain of what he's selling that I am the, the Sterling Moss, I am the Michael Schumacher, I am the Fangio. They all had one thing in common the best car. Yeah. Well the
0: Benetton. Michael the
1: Benetton him. was illegal. The Benetton had active suspension that was mapping the circuit quality it was illegal Flavio Flavio the team principal at the time has since been banned the Italians from the sport.
0: aren't known generally to cheat are we?
1: no no upstanding did you uh, the Flavio story when he was dating Naomi Campbell no and he basically mandated that every time Naomi Campbell left the house she had to look like a supermodel but
0: well, she was a supermodel no but
1: she but she, but she, I mean, she had to be like glammed up She couldn't just like go down to the shops Whatever, she had to be like she was on the runway Didn't Claudia Schiffer Have
0: an agreement with David Copperfield That she wasn't allowed to gain a certain amount of weight?
1: Well she would have been She wouldn't have been able to carry the doves around
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where did he stash the uh, The Statue of Liberty? For those couple of minutes, <laughs> I think the camera. We saw the, Copperfield; I think the, he was brilliant. I think the he was camera brilliant. was
1: just putting in a fucking illusion over there. It
0: was. It was absolutely brilliant. in was uh, I saying? Concert. Well, you, you
1: know. You know. You know who. You know, you
0: know what I love? It's live. Like, sat next to my dad and my father-in-law, and after every act, and Callie does this to me now when we watch magic. Do you watch magic often? Yeah, a lot. Wow, we're, we're a family that, that loves magic. It. Yeah, there's one. It's called Magic for Humans. It's on Netflix. If you've got it, Harvey loved it. Um How did he do that? That's what Kelly asks me all the time. We're at Dave of Copperfield and all you can hear is my dad and my father-in-law, but basically every male in our area, is after he makes something disappear, he's like, oh, get fucked. It's like everyone everyone just keeps wearing. Then, followed by the obligatory, but how does he do it? It's like, stop asking me. I don't know. If I knew, guess what I'd be doing? I'd be doing it. I wouldn't be doing a podcast with Sean and Tim. I'd be married to Claudia Schiffer. I'd be married to Claudia Schiffer signing contracts that she's not allowed to gain any weight and making things disappear.
1: You'd still be designing car parks? Oh, just for shits and giggles. Just for something to do. It's yeah. a passion. Yeah. You can't get rid of that. Can't get rid of it. Um marking. You know Mind who, you just... know who is generally um really likes magic? Idiots. <laughs> I
0: like magic. I like uh, half wits. It's <laughs>
1: not it's not that people who are Like yokels. Like, how'd you. he do that? It's not, it's
0: not that it's real, but You've got to appreciate someone being able to do.
1: It's entertainment. So, yeah, it's brilliant. It's entertainment. Have we got any uh, odds and ends?
0: Chautauqua. Uh, oh, fucking there
1: hell. We go.
0: Yeah. Well, we can out? the
1: owners just fucking retire the thing? Wheel well,
0: Factory. Well, they, it, it, he had a jump out, I think it was during the races on the Saturday. Anyway, he had a, he had a jump out up in Sydney. Um, it was racing against, say, nine other horses. So he got out. Got out, but he got out about six lengths after everybody else. Oh, so, and yeah. but it was a very good field, and he rattled home at the very, very end and finished second or third, beaten by not much. So you're basically saying, well, he's
1: competitive, but he sauntered out of the gates at his leisure.
0: But but of course, but why don't they, Do they do this? I'm assuming they get to a track when without other horses, and they open the gates and he runs out of them. I would imagine so.
1: I just think that they're just desperate. They want him. Is there some race coming up? That they're interested in him entering—it's big money. Oh,
0: there's the Everest, and it's worth—it's worth ten million. There you go. So. If
1: the Everest didn't exist, the fucker would be retired. But there'd be he'd other be on races that worth A million dollars, you're going to run into. He'd be on that fucking farm where idiots go up and visit horses. Like the, uh, not like as one, if like as if just near the airport. Yeah, um, like as if LeBron James and something legends. Yeah, like,
0: legends and heroes. No, that, that was that's,
1: that's a memorabilia store. Memorabilia. <laughs> uh, like as if LeBron James and Michael Jordan are in a fucking paddock, and you can go up and look at them. It's weird. I've taken
0: Kelly there. Was bit, was bit, yeah. It's odd.
1: Why am I fucking looking at a horse? Oh,
0: what's it called? No. <laughs> it's it's, quite, it's legends or is in the name. Legends of the turf. Well, it could be Legends of the turf, but it's. I oh,
1: he fucking cares. No. Should be shut down. Why? It's a jerk off, waste of time. What? Why am I going? You don't like horses, do you? I don't what? care. It's like why am I going? I wouldn't even know if that's the horse.
0: You make a good point. Like if it's Sub-Zero and you're going, well, I knew it was grey or Scalacci's up there and it's probably white now. Um, But yeah, Scalacci's in Sunbury? The Italian striker from the 1990 World Cup? Some chance. Um, But yeah, look, if if you're into racing... um,
1: But what are you getting out of it? What are you getting out of it? Going to this paddock and looking at a horse that may or may not be the horse.
0: Memories. I remember the day... This bitch, T- this of the bitch punt. lost. five hundred <laughs> This <500 bitch laughs> fucker blew the coin. Tales <laughs> of the punt. That's that's. Oh, right. Let's that comes take, back to. Well, take, Can we do a Tales of the punt?
1: We'll close on a Tales of the punt. Cool. Beautiful. Uh, just, sorry. The just, just just briefly. Just briefly. Yeah. We're gonna we're not gonna do any finals talk till next week. Because the finals are not really anything to talk about. Uh, and then NFL, we weren't gonna do anything. When does it start? It well, starts, it starts next, next
0: week Thursday. Next Thursday. Be- oh. Atlanta Falcons. We can do into it next the Thursday. Lincoln Financial Field and take on my Eagles. Yeah, okay. Our defense of our Super Bowl starts next Thursday. So
1: next Thursday we'll do a preview. Yeah, because on... it'll be Friday here. Yeah, we'll do a preview of the NFL and then obviously a finals thing next week. But for the first exciting instalment of Tales from the Punt, is this a win or a loss?
0: This was a win. Excellent. Yeah. So um in a former <laughs> was life
1: it, Was it Wolf of Wall Street I to ask you to judge me on my losses because I <laughs> have <laughs> so few <laughs>
0: In a former life, I used to do uh, a lot of swimming, Excellent. so I Competitively? Was, was very yeah, yeah. So I was a bit of an aficionado, mm-hmm. and the World Championships were being um, uh, hosted by Melbourne, so there was an interest anyway. But it was it was at a time where um, uh, again there was a lot of interest in it for me personally, but in general as well. And uh, at the at the time. The best female swimmer in the world was a French woman by the name of Laura Mm Manadou, and she was world record holder in the four hundred freestyle. She uh, was competitive in the two hundred, not bad in the fifteen hundred, but she was, she was the standout female swimmer going around. So, was she the? She was the Ian Thorpe equivalent.
1: What's that? Was she the uh, Maria? What was the fuck? It I've drawn a blank on the. I've ruined the joke because I can't remember her name. (laughs) What was the runner that Cathy Freeman um
0: Marie Jose Perek
1: I kept on thinking Ferenc puskas. I kept on thinking the soccer player. I couldn't get from Perek to Ferenk. Didn't he
0: coach South Mel? He
1: did. Yes, How yes, was. yes, yeah. yes. So, yes. So continue. um She was the Perec of yeah. this pool.
0: So anyway, Laura Manadu, um early it was like the second or third day of the meet, she swam in the final of the women's fifteen hundred metres freestyle, which is a pretty Tough event. Very grueling. Very grueling. So she's coming about third, um, but again, you know, she's a bit of a winner. Um, and with about 500 metres to go, she switches off a bit. She falls back through the field. She finishes about sixth and she's sort of saving herself for the women's 200 semi final. She jumps out. She's got about five minutes before she swims, so she can't do a cool down. She's pretty tired. They dive in. An Italian girl breaks the world record in the semi-final. A German girl in the same semi-final goes under the same uh, original world record, and Manadu finishes third. But she's only about three quarters of a second behind these other two girls, and I'm sitting there going, "She is going to shit in tomorrow night. Like she is. She is absolutely hopefully
1: not the li- fucking pool. <laughs> li- yeah, <laughs> li- living <laughs> certainty.
0: So." These days, um, you could bet on the swimming with TAB Sportsbet, but they don't announce the odds until about 2 o'clock in the afternoon because they've obviously got some bozo in the back room running the numbers, trying to work out how much, um, you know, what, what are the odds that we should place on these yep. the, these swimmers. So I'm sitting there going, Laura Manadu will be paying $1.90 probably to win mm-hmm. this race because, you know, two other girls have broken the world record, so a bit of competition, but $1.90, she'll win it. Anyway, I'm sitting at my desk Refreshing the screen on TAB Sports Bet all afternoon, and she pops up at $11. And I've gone, <laughs> You have got to be fucking kidding me. The work experience kid has set the market. <laughs> I walk I worked around. We've thought, No one's going to put anything on this right No thing? one fucking knows anything. <laughs> fucking <laughs> so I'm working around the corner from a, a TAB, and I've jumped It's not up like out this woman's
1: the fucking Parek of the pool.
0: She is the Pere the, the Fereng Puskus of the pool. Mm. So I've gone up the street, and I'm thinking to myself... Can I interject? Yes. You come to my desk. Yes. You say, Laura Manadou's paying $11. I've got to get to the TAB. <laughs> You're like, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And I said, give me two minutes. I had to go to Walsh's office. I said, yep. give me two minutes. Now, you obviously wanted to get up to the TAB before the race.
1: Was it? Was this before, like, betting accounts?
0: Um. Oh, look, I... I didn't have a TAB sports uh-huh. bet account, yeah. so but I, I figured I'm two minutes away, so who yeah. fucking cares? Yeah. It's literally yeah. it was yeah. literally 50 meters away from yeah. our office. Yeah, but but the the did you run? It was a quick it was a quick walk, <laughs> but as I, I was walking up, I'm thinking to myself, I'd, I'd actually had money to collect from the night before. I'd put a multi on through about three or four swimmers that were certain winners, all paying about a dollar sixty. Yeah. Multied them all together and was I was going to collect about 400 bucks, and I'm walking up the street and I thought. How much money can I put on? You know, how much money can I put on without getting divorced here? And and <laughs> I actually, I walked up the street and I said, I'm putting a thousand dollars on this bird. And and in the end I I couldn't do it, but I got some money out of the bank, I collected my other money, and in the end I thought, how much am I putting on it? And so I ended up putting six hundred a win on it at eleven dollars. Meanwhile I'm texting every person I know. And I'm saying Laura Manadu is going to break the world record tomorrow. Uh, tonight she's paying eleven dollars. Get on within five well, minutes. My, of if the- you
1: send that to me, I would have like that info. I would have been like, "What's the event?
0: Who? <laughs> yeah, probably. Fair Where call. is it? But obviously, what? at the end of the day, because I swam, any of my friends that were on ha- yeah. interested in punting and all that sort of stuff, it was this thing. This girl cannot be beaten. So. Uh, Put as much as you can on this girl. However, and the only thing that was wrong with my text was a number of people read it to say, to get your $11, dollars she got to break the world record. My point was she will break the world record. She will win the race. She is paying $11. Mm. But it was $11 to win. My mates are going, well, maybe she wins, but she just misses the world record. Yeah. Yeah. And so, in the end, a few of the, a few of my mates got on. But within about five minutes of me putting the bet on, she'd come into six dollars, uh-huh. and then she was into four dollars. And I think in the end, by the time she raced, she was paying about three bucks.
1: Anyway, somebody, somebody went, somebody probably sitting there going, and the odds are coming through, and you know, dickheads are betting on greyhounds and horses and shit, and something comes through. Someone's put, someone's put like, this like niche event. Six hundred dollars. Someone's put a lot of money. But I was
0: telling all my mates as well, and and like one of my mates, Nick. He he just he just launched straight away. I think he I think he probably had about. I think he might add two hundred on it. I, don't, I was going to say five hundred, but um, it was. I just said to everybody I knew, th- this is the old better than bank interest, but you know, eleven dollars, not a dollar Anyway, she. Um, I'm sitting at home. I haven't told my wife, and we're seeing watching this race. And again, she holds the world record for the 400 metres freestyle. She dives in.
1: Whoa, sorry, what events is 200? This
0: is the 200. She holds yeah. the world record in the 400. She turns at the 100 metre mark. She's in front. She's controlling the race. And I've said to my wife, you would think if this woman holds the world record for the 400, she is unbeatable from this situation. And she sort of looked at me and gone, eh,
1: whatever. Well, maybe. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: Anyway, assuming the race, she goes up, go, turns at the 150 metre mark. She's coming home. She's about a body length and a half with 20 meters to go. And then the Italian girl just starts to close. And I'm sitting there going, this this couldn't happen.
1: Don't she, you, she, she, fucking, don't you dare. fucking dare. Don't
0: you fucking dare. And in the end, I'm I'm screaming at the television. Just Your saying, wife's looking at you going, what's the Just wife? fucking touch the wall, for goodness sake. Anyway, she got up. She won by about half a second. She duly broke the world record. Um, and I've jumped up. And I've gone, we've just won six and a half grand. And my wife for a fraction of a second has a look of glee on her face. And then she's turned around. She's gone, how much money did you need to put on to win six and a half, uh, six and a half grand? And that voice in my in my head said, lie. Yeah, lie. <laughs> but, but in that instant, I thought, how much can she be paying to win six grand for a $20 bet or something <laughs> like that? And I'm thinking, this isn't plausible. And so in the end, I thought, Timmy. Honesty is the best policy. So I said, no, I've put, I put $600 on her, love. And she said, oh, my God, that's terrible. <laughs> and I've gone, but we've
1: won. Is that when, is that when you, is that what she said, we can't take the fucking kids anywhere now. We can't take them to the football. <laughs> We're off to we, the footy Friday can't take them to the show. We no, no kids at this time. I <laughs> thought, yeah, that's when she goes, you know what? The game is on late, and that would be an issue because <laughs> our children have to be in bed by fucking Sunday. It's,
0: it's called good parenting. <laughs> but to track back... I say to him, I need two minutes. I walk into my then manager's office. He couldn't wait the two minutes and has left without me. Now, there's another part of this story where we see from the office someone's car's getting broken into. <laughs> so, me and the other bloke who is in the office, right. Chris Sansdapay, we run down and Chris decides, stay here just in case he circles the block again. I'm going to run after him. So, I'm like, what? So Chris has just taken off after this criminal has smashed a window and taken a handbag out of the citizens
1: arrested. It was probably their you own car. You come out of
0: the thing and I said, Tim, and you've gone, I'm going. Like you were in such a fl- <laughs>
1: flustered state.
0: Like,
1: it's all happening.
0: And then I'd totally forgotten about it until the next day when you said to me, I need you to accompany me to the TAB. I don't feel I I don't feel safe. So um, what was the what was the atmosphere
1: the in the tab when those degenerate low lives who were in there betting on trackside and all that realized this guy's getting fucking thousands?
0: Well, I think we tried to keep it on the lowdown, but yeah, yeah, but they I remember it vividly. The big bell was going off. No, no, they they have to to open the back safe yeah. for a bit large payout. They have to you have to wait. Yeah, they do something and then it doesn't open straight away. So I think once people hear. <laughs> whatever they key in the, the pin number or whatever, and to open up the where the, where the cash is stored. I think people start turning around and going, "Well, this must be a collect. Yeah.
1: I, uh, I I'm not. We a, sprinted back down. I'm not a big uh, big gambler at all. Never gamble on anything. Never gamble. Don't even buy Tatts tickets. The hundred million dollar Mega Draw. I won twenty one dollars so by on. not buying a ticket.
0: All <laughs> oh, right. Um. Oh no! I think I won seventeen dollars or something like that. Yeah, I spent about seventy to get it. Exactly but, right,
1: yeah. but um, when I was in Spain, Manchester United were playing someone. It actually might have been Spurs, to be honest with you. Fittingly, given um, Tuesday morning's debacle, um, and I, I couldn't. I needed to find somewhere to watch the game, and the only place I could find in Madrid that was playing the game was a Ladbrokes had it on the telly, but uh, you have to you have to place a bet to watch the game
0: so you had gamble draw
1: so I had to put I think I had five euros on on me and I just said I oh, united to win and gave the guy five euros and um, that was the only way I could watch the game but the tail end of Liverpool were playing Hull or something I think I'm pretty sure it was Hull
0: this is Sean 's Tales of the punt
1: and it is <laughs> this is <laughs> this is like Tales of the punt junior and um, Liverpool playing Hull and Hull ended up rolling them and it was like a late goal to either seal it or give them the, the win, and I remember they scored, and just as an involuntary, instinctive thing, I've gone fucking yes, and I like done a clap or something. Uh, there was a big burly Spanish guy sitting next to me who did not like that at all, and gave me the fucking death stare, and basically I like left and returned about fifteen minutes later when the United game was on, hoping he wasn't there. Was he? No, he looked like he was going to murder me.
0: Yeah, because he just did his balls in. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: and I, then I quickly realised: don't react, just sit there sullenly, like a loser. Where we? It was fucking intense.
0: Well, there you go. That's why you don't gamble.
1: That's one of the reasons, and I'm hopeless at it. So if we, if we were like
0: on a radio show or something, you'd hear that: gamble responsibly. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. We're right. going to give you
1: odds of forty to one, but yeah, just remember: yeah. everyone gamble responsibly. Um, that's it. That's about it. We didn't touch on United, which was good because we were, no, we're, were We're just going to avoid um, Premier League discussion we for the week. Didn't touch on the
0: Vuelta de España. No, the we didn't. Tour of Spain, but no. I haven't had a real close look at it. So, Fuck. A um, couple of guys you better, in tight lycra you better on rectify bike, that next week. Cycling around Spain. How longs it go for? Similar. It's probably like 16 days rather than 21. But How it's many? A, it's
1: quality days of cycling do we have left?
0: Oh, look, I think we've got about a week and a half, Excellent. so there's more than Excellent. enough opportunity to be able to chat about it, so I'll. they're basically saying at the moment Simon Yates is trying to... Never heard of him. Adam Yates. One of the two Yates brothers is trying to ride down the leaders. The leader. brothers? Yes. Who's the leader? They pay for Geelong? It's Mark Yates. He's the triplet. Spelt, spelt like the seeds, Y-A-T-E-S, that you buy from the supermarket. Yeah, or the... Or whatever it really is, like pest control. Or yeah, not correct. pest control. Some um, horticulturalists. Weed, yeah, weed mm. killer and stuff.
1: Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. All right. Has well, he have anything else for us? That's
0: it? No, no other odds and ends.
1: Excellent. Well, it's been lovely having your ears again for me, Sean Peterbudge, for Fabian Guadagnolo. Of a and for the returning Tim Davis. Always a pleasure. Thank you.